Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 197, the perfect way to end your Yom Kippur. That happened? Yeah. I missed it? Yep. What did I do wrong? Uh, that's that's for you to figure out, Bob. First of all, you're I'm not supposed Jewish, to not eat pork? So one of those. If the Yom Kippur is the Jewish Day of Atonement. So basically, you just sit in the house and but they don't have, think about all the bad things you've done. But they don't have hell. They don't, but they still have sin. <laughs> But then what's what's wrong with sinning then? Um, that you'll have to take up with one of your Jewish friends. I got one on speed dial. Yeah. I got to hit him up. Anyway, hello, everybody. <laughs> hello, Akuhime. Hello, Ezra. Hello, Decepticon. Hello, Falcor. Hello, AJ. Hello, Fiddle. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here joining us on this fine. And day. David Easley with $2 already. iTunes is finally dead. Let's party. Is it? Uh, you have to upgrade to uh, Mac OS Catalina, and then you get then because it's not technically dead. They just separated music, TV, and movies into like their own separate apps. I've hated iTunes since its inception. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, everybody has hated iTunes since its inception, except me. I've yeah. never had a problem with iTunes. I've always used iTunes. I like the way it sets everything up. I like the way you can change the metadata in it. I like the way it organizes things. Until you put one one local band CD in there that you know that's like burnt, and then yeah. it and then it tries to make it some other thing. Well, then you sit there, you take the time to fix it. It doesn't I take don't got that time long. For that. Just I just when I want to listen to music, just go to the folder, play the song. Yeah. You can do that in iTunes. You can't do that in iTunes because it takes it and it does some thing with it. And you can fix it. It's fixable. Yeah, I don't want to fix everything. You don't I have to fix to just, everything. I want it to just work. It does just work. And that's also why I hate Spotify and Google Play is because uh, they don't work half the time. Yeah. Spotify works 60% of the time on my phone. Really? I'll I'll load it up and it'll just, there'll be nothing there. Anyway, this is a podcast yeah. about video games yes. and, and movies and comic books. Um, Trip Gold, thank you for being a member here for two months. Middle of the Killer, Ryan Rumsey. Uh, who else? Who else? Oh, that's it. Thank you for being members here on YouTube. Also, Adrian Sheefetz with the Toonie. Yom Kippur, we fast from yesterday night to now. Enjoy your feast. Yeah. Uh, bloody, uh, blue, blue. Blueberry Orange Gaming with a dollar. Thank you. All right. Now, we can get into the news. We can just go right, yeah. Dive right in. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is Game Freak is talking about the new Pokemon stuff. They're talking about some new information about the starters. Yes. If you remember, Will, the starters are Grookey, Yes. Sobble and Score Bunny. Yes. Who's your favorite, Will? Score Bunny. Score Bunny is also my favorite. Yes. I always lean towards the fire types, and this generation we got we got ourselves a good fire type. I don't have a preference in type. Mm -hmm. However, uh, Score Bunny looks like a mashup between Sonic and Bubsy. Yes. So I'm all in. He is the perfect <laughs> '90s platforming mascot. So uh, we got to talk about. So, so, so they they gave us some information. It's really not anything that exciting. Just some background on some of the characters. Okay. Sobble. This is according to Polygon, which is distilled through uh, Game Informer. Yes. 
Sobble is, of course, the best Pokemon in Sword and Shield. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like Sobble. Yes. Uh, one of the developers said is a good fit for trainers that are kind of caring people that might be bashful or shy, like Sobble. The frog-like water type has a large fin on its head, and its whole body becomes transparent when it enters water, and it's perfect. Uh, I don't remember it's the guy saying that its whole body becomes transparent because yeah. I watched the video. Mm -hmm. uh, that was Game Informer. Um, but it said you can't, he like kind of camouflages into the water. Right. Like once right. he goes into the water, you can't really see him. He becomes uh, like, like that. that's part of his shyness. Mm -hmm. The developer said they weren't sure how the world would react to Sobble, but knew it'd be a hit in Japan. Quote, in Japan, there definitely is a culture of feeling like something is cute because you kind of feel sorry for it. Pokemon Sword and Shield director Shigeru Omori told Game Informer, so we knew it would be well-received in Japan, but Omori said they weren't sure how Sabo would be received elsewhere in the world. Turns out, they had nothing to worry about. Everyone loves Sabo and wants to protect him at all costs. Yes. And I think uh, that that sort of wanted to protect something that is uh, just because it's cute. Yeah. That transcends well, it's cute and uh, all, culture. And it's also like... You can tell like it's sad at something. And its name kind of sounds like sobbing. I think it's... The, he... He used the word depressed. Yeah. Or whatever the Japanese well, word you see, for depressed Well, when you is. see something cute and sad, you just want to, like, hold it and, like, make it feel better, you know? Hmm. It's just natural. It's think, the motherly instincts we all have, even the men. <laughs> I think it's funny that he used the word depressed because yeah. that, that face, his little sad face, yeah. it confirmed that he has depression. Yes. He has a mental illness. <laughs> Grookey. Hey, Bob, what do you get? When you cross somebody with a mental illness and a society that always steps on them. You Sobble? <laughs> yes. You get a water-based Pokemon. Sorry. Continue. Will's a little edgy right now because of the I'm backlash from his uh, Joker video today. <laughs> I'm, a bit on, I'm a little bit. You know, I'm walking on eggshells here, but it's okay. Grookey. Yes. The monkey. Everyone's favorite. I don't know anybody whose favorite this is. Yeah, you, know, you got a point. Nobody has said anything good about Grookey. I think this is the first one we saw. Yeah. Well, we saw them all at once. But I think this was the first of the of yeah. when they announced them. Um, in his personality, Grookey is the opposite of Sobble. The developers told Game Informer that it is it loves to climb trees and uses his mysterious little stick. That's a quote. <laughs> yes. To instill life and energy into the world around him. Who doesn't? For instance, if it taps the grass with the stick, it'll start to grow. All right. Okay. Oh, the, it, the grass will start to grow. Okay. I'm glad we clarified that. Who's the, the right kind of trainer for, for this Pokemon? The developers said it's someone who likes to dance or go to parties. Someone who wants to have fun. Okay, I think so, Omori is the one who said this was So favorite. I don't like to dance or go to parties. No. So I will not be picking Grookey as my starter. Thank you for confirming that. <laughs> However, Score Bunny's the 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 energetic one. Yeah. So that's why it's weird that Grookey's like the outgoing. One. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, he gives life. He yeah. gives. He, he you can he be, provides to the world. You can be energetic, but I guess kind of an introvert. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to like socialize with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's all they said for Grookey. Grookey has the smallest little paragraph yeah. here. Score Bunny. Score Bunny is the mischievous fire type rabbit Pokemon who's super energetic, ganky, if you will, <laughs> spreading fire on the ground as it runs. It's the type of Pokemon who might be missing from its Pokeball when its trainer wakes up, the developer said, laughing as it's always running off to get into trouble. Imagine you're playing the game and you load up the game and he's <laughs> just not there and then you got to go find that him. That is, oh my God. That would never I happen. don't like the sound of that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. Although it could. In describing its design, the developer said its patches are a symbolic design decision to express how energetic it is, a design that's common in Japan. Uh, uh, I guess... So, like, so they, they didn't really explain this well. The, the, the patch on his nose... Yeah, the Band-Aid. Apparently is uh, synonymous with kids who are really energetic. They might have a patch on their nose. Really? Uh, he didn't really... See, that's what he said. Yeah. I imagine it's kind of like uh, they get into a lot of trouble. Yeah. And they, you know, he's all beat up. So that's mm -hmm. why there's a patch on his nose. Um, trainers that can keep up with Score Bunny will enjoy having it around, according to Game Freak. Pokemon Sword and Shield coming to Nintendo Switch on November 15th. This, uh, this morning, the Pokemon company revealed the Galar. Oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, that, yes. Will. Uh, RK Hunt in the chat says, Grookey Gang. Beach. We got one. Oh, we got okay, one for Grookey. Go. We also got a super chat from we got Dark Type. Two super chats from Dark Type. Two five dollars super chats. Okay, first of all, I use iTunes to import my CDs and oh, then God. edit all of the data in iTunes, then transfer that data onto a micro SD card, which I then use to Oh my god. Second super chat. Store in my Android phone where I then use Google Play Music. It ain't that complicated, Bab. Quit yo complaining. You are an insane <laughs> that person. That is way too much. Just buy an iPod. That they still make everything those. you just said is the reason why I hate music. Like like you music platforms. I it's because you gotta go through all that nonsense just to listen to something on your damn phone. I mean, thank you for agreeing with me. It ain't too. It ain't that complicated. But at the same time, you added some extra steps in there that you really didn't need to add. That's why I use. Uh, that's the only reason why I use Spotify. Yeah, or I used to use Google Play Music. Um, is because it's all there. Yeah, but it only works half the time. Yeah, it doesn't work all the time. Yeah, the it doesn't app work if you go through work. a tunnel. <laughs> doesn't work if you go through a tunnel. Google Play will let you download songs. Yeah. I think they all do. I liked Google Play the most out of everything, yeah. but uh, it doesn't have everything. Spotify has a lot of stuff, but the app doesn't freaking work half the time. Yeah. Anyway. A lot of people are Sobble Squad in the chat. Yeah. I guess we could. Uh, I mean, does this change your opinion on any of the any of the no. other Pokemon? No, no you still I, want Score Bunny? Still, still going to be Score Bunny. Did they mention the patches on his feet? He's got patches on his feet, on the bottom of his feet. Uh, and those are supposed to be what lights the grass on fire. No, they haven't said anything about that. I'd imagine it's, you know, similar to like the I guess the patch on his nose. And that's gonna be relevant to his future evolutions. Yes. And so is uh Grookey's stick. Yes. Although they were being coy about it. They didn't want to say anything about it. Maybe that, the stick transforms into like a different weapon. A big old staff, maybe. Yeah. A bigger stick, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just a baseball bat. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Um, the Game Informer guy was pushing them on, uh, 
getting more information out of the next evolutions, but they yeah. really weren't saying anything. Uh, except the uh, the designer, the Pokemon, the guy who designed the art director. Yes, he uh, he said that uh, Sable was his favorite because of the evolutions. That was okay. the most we got out of out of information about the evolutions, and we still don't really know like anything about the evolutions. And the game comes out in a month. I usually base my starter off of what the final evolutions look like. Yes. Because those are the ones you're going to have for the most of the time. Yeah. Um, so, for all we know, Score Bunnies is sick. Uh, I mean, Sobbles is sick and Score Bunnies is trash. Yeah. You know, and that could change my whole opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but as of right now, I think Score Bunnies dope. Yeah. If he has a trash final evolution, then that might be a problem. <laughs> but, Will, in, uh, last week we talked about how Sir Fetched... Was it last week? No, it was a few weeks yeah, ago. I was going to say, it felt like a while ago. We talked about how Sir Fetched is awesome. Yes. He looks awesome. Yes. I can't wait to have him. Yes. Except that he's a sword exclusive. Yes. So that means I'm going to need to get sword. Yes, which means I'm going to I'm gonna probably have to get shield then. Yes, and we're saying... Because screw you, Will. And <laughs> we're saying that... Uh, shield needs to have something that's equally as cool. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. going to need their own exclusive Pokemon variation. Yes. And it's, it, it would help if it was on the same level as Surfetched. Now, same level? Debatable. But of equal footing. Galarian Ponyta, officially confirmed, yes. will be exclusive to Shield. Here he is. Look at him. He's cute as hell. The, here they are. I'm sorry. Yes. Pokemon generally don't have gender. Well... No, they yeah, do. Someone's going to correct me, yes, but for they this, do. Ponita... We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I don't want to assume. Yes. But it looks uh, awesome. Yes. It is not a fairy type. Surprising. The The trailer is weird. It, the, it's got weird music going on. Yeah. Um, does this article have anything to say about it? Uh, there's an update. Famitsu has now shared a selection of clear images of the new Pokemon and a first look trailer that appears above. In addition, we now have more info regarding Galarian Ponyta's type and Pokedex info. Oh, they added it to the thing. All right. If you stuck around to watch the 24 hour hours of Pokemon live stream last week, if you did, we salute your dedication. You'll have spotted a new monster set to appear in Pokemon Sword and Shield. In the office, we immediately, this is a Nintendo Live, we immediately started to call it the lovely, sparkly, candy floss horse. But fans decided that it was probably a Galarian form of Ponyta instead, and they were sure right. I, I did see a lot of people saying yeah. Galarian Ponyta. So did you see any of the live stream? No. Uh, Pokemon did a 24-hour live stream that was just like, a dark wooded area okay and like it like an opening in a dark yeah. wooded area and every once in a while like a pokemon will walk by mm -hmm. you it might be a pikachu it might be a galarian ponyta you might see something like floating in the background you'd be like who yeah. is that um a lot of people were like mad that it was happening really? a lot of people were like this is dumb they didn't announce anything was, or like why do they drag it out that much yeah would anybody care if like, would anybody have said that if like freaking PlayStation put up like a like a screen like we're live streaming in 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 an hour like like in twenty four hours and they just had like a like a thing and like little tidbits here and there? I don't well no because I think that goes that kind of goes back to like this whole thing, theory I have that nobody really cares about PlayStation nostalgia but everyone cares about Nintendo nostalgia. Right. The fan bases for the two are completely different, you know. 
Sony doesn't really have that like cult that Nintendo does, whereas everything Nintendo does gets scrutinized like here, there, and everywhere. So like anything Nintendo does, if it's just a picture, like people will analyze every single pixel of it until they find something. Whereas you know Sony fans in general will just look at the picture and go, oh, okay, it's probably Uncharted or something. But um, why were people so upset that Pokemon did that? Even I, I'd, I I'd they, imagine that they have more diehard fans. Yeah, I think because like with Pokemon. You know, if they're going to do something for 24 hours, they're imagining something big. Oh, the Cyberquake says a lot of people expect 24 hours of gameplay, which makes no sense. And yeah. I don't know why they expected that. That would be probably the whole game. <laughs> I guess maybe they announced it as a... No, that doesn't no. make it a 24-hour live stream. How did, yeah, how did they announce it? Pokemon Company Twitter. Because if they said 24-hour live stream of all brand new Pokemon yeah. stuff, that'd be, you know, a problem. Oh, they changed their Twitter name to Ghost Type Pokemon. Ah, uh, okay. Because of the Halloween. Yes. Clever. Um, how far back do I need to go? This was last weekend. Uh, I was it last week? Ah. Uh, it says Sonia's Galar Region camera is live. Trainers, tune in to survey the footage. Who knows which Pokemon from uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield you'll discover. Um, I don't see an announcement of the live stream. But yeah, it's 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 like a it's like a deer cam, you know. Yeah. Oh, Sony needs your help, trainers. Next week, she'll be setting up a live camera and conducting some Pokemon observation research in Glimwood Tangle, a strange forest area in the Gala region. Tune in to pitch in. Okay, so that doesn't mean it. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean anything. I don't know why people would would misconstrue that into something else. Um, Arc Geek says it was supposed to be a nature cam simply put yeah that's the word I was looking for not deer cam um, yeah I don't get it I don't, I, don't, I don't get why people were upset about it maybe they wanted more information but we got freaking Galarian Pony to me yeah. and I mean of course it's not going to be entertaining to sit there and watch 24 hours of just you know yeah. a nature cam yeah. but some people sat there and took screenshots and like wow I can't believe I found that and a lot I found out about it through the memes yeah people being like oh look what I found on the nature cam and then it's a picture of me <laughs> uh, um, good times uh, we got two Canadian dollars or loonies if you will from Adrian uh, Grookey is music based look at his French name what is his French name? So according to Newsweek, uh, Grookey could be a drummer. This connection comes from Grookey's French name, uh, Wheat's Tempo, which is a oh. combination of the words Wheatsy, which I know I'm butchering, <laughs> but it looks like the word Wheat is there, and I know how to spell Wheat in French. Uh, Wheatsy, which is yes. which is uh, Wheatsy is a type of monkey, and Tempo, meaning the speed of passage of music. Or this could be like a like a friggin' Mega Man thing where they just name the characters like uh, yeah. Guns N' Roses characters yeah. for no friggin' reason. <laughs> there but, was a reason Allison Court's husband at the time was a fan of Guns N' Roses and she was doing the translation mm, of it. Right. Uh, it'd be really cool if he had like a big conga drum or something if it's, or, or one of those uh, his, taiko drums. It would be really cool if his final evolution, like his big drum thing was like Tommy Lee of Motley Crue just a circle of drums and he just does a kick ass solo. or he is a drum he yeah. turns into a drum <laughs> that would be cool yeah 
That'd be cool if he had, if he, yeah, if he had like a giant Taiko. Yeah. Though. And Score Bunny pulls out an electric guitar and just rips a solo. They're so all much. a band. Yeah. And Sable is definitely a bassist. Absolutely. 110%. Absolutely. Or a keyboardist. Yeah. As it happens, they were absolutely right about the glaring Pokemon. Uh, although we still prefer our name for it. Haha, <laughs> Nintendo Life. <laughs> a scan of the upcoming issue of Famitsu has been spotted online showing off official artwork of Galarian Ponyta next to its regular form. It has a new ability called Pastel Veil and will be exclusive to Pokemon Shield. There it is. Yes. In all of its colorful cotton candy glory. We'll make sure to update our list of all of the uh, blah, blah. Feel free to check over blah, blah, blah. Before you go, though, here's a quick look at some new images via the Pokedex. Wow. So when I first saw this, I immediately thought, my little pony. I did the same thing. Yeah. It, the obscured image that was part of the nature cam yeah. looked like a My Little Pony character. Uh, if you scroll down all the way, it shows like the the stats of it. Its category is a unique horn Pokemon. Get it? Yep. It's got a horn and it sure is unique. Um, uh, unicorn. Oh, unique horn. I just got unicorn. that. Unicorn. Uh, it's a psychic type. It is. Okay, I could. I, yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Psychic type. Fairy I, would make more sense, but yeah, fairy, yeah. fairy types really? are, are dumb. Yeah. Uh, it's two feet, seven inches. It is 52.9 pounds, and its ability is runaway <laughs> and pastel pastel veil. I guess that is the pastel veil, this thing. Yeah. No, that's like this horn's glowing. Yeah. That looks like, a, like either an evolution or like a variant of it. Well, it's it's... It's the same thing. It's just the yellow is like going uh, okay. across its uh, its fur or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you never go by the height and weight. It's always yeah. like some random numbers yeah, that they throw out there. It doesn't make any sense. BS. There's no physics in the Pokemon yeah. universe. Um, cool. It's a psychic type. It goes from a freaking uh, fire to a psychic all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, so that's very random. Yeah. But cool. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the Pokemon is random when you think about it. Psychic types are cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, however... It's got no place in, in my Pokedex, Will. I'm going to have my Surf fetched. Really? Because I was sort of hoping we would trade. <laughs> well, yeah, we got to trade. Yeah. I got to have it. Yeah. I got to have it. Because I got to have a Surf fetched. Yeah. I mean, I always like having a, one Psychic in my in my crew. Yeah. Um, I get, Maybe it would be this. I mean, I can't... I I usually like rolling with uh, Mew or Mewtwo, but uh-huh. that's not going to happen. So, uh, I guess I would have to throw this on there what is surfetch he's a norm i think so you looked that up yeah five dollars from robin battles uh i like how you both opened up with yom kippur kip kip kipper the uh, holiday just ended for me about an hour ago hope you enjoyed yeah. your food yeah hope it was the best food you'd had this past week uh we also got Two dollars from John Redmond. Two Australian dollars. Oi, uh, Grookey only available on iTunes. Oh my god. Um, Surfetched is a fighting type. Oh yeah, that'd be good to have. It'd be good yes. to have him and the Ponyta for yes. uh, for. It'd be good to have a fighting and a psychic. Yeah. Um, I think Score Bunny is also a fighting type, isn't he? Uh, I think so. I think he's fire and fighting, which everybody was mad about because uh, of uh. What's his name? The the cat guy. Oh, uh, 
Incineroar. 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 Um, uh, Scorbunny is just a fire type. Uh, Demosal in the chat says, why would they call it Ponita? Crap's completely different. Except he said the S word. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's the same basic horse. It's just now much more colorful. Basic horse. (laughs) I like how they're trying to use the original 150 Pokemon Mm -hmm. and like do something wacky with them. Yeah. I appreciate that, but it is completely different. They should have just made it an evolution or something or a a pre-evolution or whatever. Yeah. Like they did with Surfetch. He's an evolution, right? But he's a Galarian only evolution. Yeah. Um... So, I, I I appreciate them messing with the original 150 because yeah. it, but Gen Oneers like myself, dirty Gen Oneers, yeah, it makes the game more interesting for people yes. like me. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Incineroar is a fire dark type. Oh, that's what it was. Everybody was mad that he wasn't a fighting type. Yeah, because it would make sense. I mean, he literally has a wrestling championship belt on fire. <laughs> I think there's something broken about having a fire and fighting type i think that like screws with its like type advantages i mean i don't know it just it sounds cool (laughs) thomas nolan with two dollars i just got my wii u in the mail any recommendations no they're all on the switch now yes (laughs) um wonderful 101 is the only one that isn't on the switch the the zelda remakes too Hmm. also if you prefer to buy your uh, NES and SNES games a la carte, you can do it there. Can you still do it? Yes. Uh, don't do the NES games, though, because there's this weird filter on them that makes everything dark. Like the color. Like a CRT filter? Or no. No. It's like if you look at, if you look at the Wii U um, virtual console, like the downloads, the emulation, it like it looks like somebody turned the brightness all the way down. Oh, that's yeah. annoying. Uh, Speedy Gonzalez. The famous Speedy Gonzalez. Yes. <laughs> With five pounds? Yes. Uh, Alice is in England today. I made the right choice in buying Pokemon Sword and for Surfetch rather than My Little Ponyta on Shield. Listen, Everybody's man. Everybody's going to call it My Little Ponyta. I wa- Listen, at the peak of my, my Little Pony f- fandom, yeah. I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch an episode of My Little Pony because uh, it was made by the guy who did Foster's Home. Yes. Foster's Home is great. Yes. I watched it. It was all right. It's fine. It's a fine cartoon. There's a guy at work who is convinced I'm a brony. Why? I don't Cause know. Because you, you're... Because I have people, Star Wars stuff on my desk, so... People are all into nerd stuff. All of a sudden, they're bronies and furries. And exactly, like yeah. I've had, to, I've had to confirm several times. I've had, I've had meetings about this. Remember back in the day when we were into Powerpuff Girls and nobody batted an eye? Mm-hmm. Great show. Nobody cared that, that it was yeah. two boys being into... Powerpuff Girls. To, a the, girl to show. this day, I trumpet how amazing... Kim Possible. It is. didn't feel like a girl show. It didn't. Kim Possible feels like a girl. It does. It, it does. <laughs> but you know what? It was. It was a damn good show. It had great writing, great characters. You know, and it was fun. Video punks with five dollars. What musicians would you guys want Pokemon based from? What musicians like, would would you guys want Pokemon based from? Oh, like the Gene Simmons one. Mine would be Slash. Slash would make a great Pokemon. It's gotta. They gotta be like. 
Darren Barrett from Real Big Fish. That would be good. That's a fun house joke. Uh, David Bowie. David Bowie David would be Bowie good. David Bowie would be great. Uh, Freddie Mercury, of course. You gotta go like for the the more flamboyant and showy ones, you know, because you can't just do like Danzig. Yeah, Danzig. <laughs> Danzig. I mean, because um, you can't do like Kurt Cobain, because then that's just a guy. I want and that would be I, I, that would be I, sobble. That'd be pretty cool. That would just be sobble. All right, all right. Oh no, we got another five uh, loonies from Adrian. Uh, no, we don't want another fire slice fighting because Blaziken, Infernape, and Embor were all fighting type. Incineroar may not be fighting, but it basically is. Were they all starters? Uh, I don't. Uh, Infernape, I think, is because I think that's yeah. No, they were all starters. So that's what it was. Everybody doesn't want fi fire and fighting because okay. we've gotten too many fire and fighting. I got you. See, we should add AJ on here. Yeah. Um, a little reckless is Lady Gaga Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's got to be like, you know. Not he doesn't have to be like you know cartoonishly flamboyant. Like Danzig is flamboyant, but like in a dark way. So something like that, you know. And Lady Gaga, of course, you know, it's got to be like showy and distinctive. It can't just be like Harry Styles because he's not distinctive at all. He's just a dude. Fred says, "Real big fish as a real big water type." R e e l. Yeah. I hate you. All right. That's enough of that. Yes. Will, I completely forgot this happened. Oh, the uh, the PS5 announcement? Yes. Uh, I you put the story in. I tried to read through it. It's very long. It's... Okay, so basically what happened was Wired did an exclusive uh, interview with PlayStation yesterday about the PlayStation 5. And the, the big thing was that they confirmed that it was going to be called the PlayStation 5 and that it was coming out uh, holiday 2020. So it's it's confirmed that we're getting places. This is the first next gen console that has a has an release window, a release window, and an official name. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because before, like, we all called it the PlayStation Five, but it didn't. It was just called the next generation PlayStation system. Now it's officially been called the PlayStation Five. Right. Uh, Sony hasn't said too much about the console since April, when Wired broke the story about development efforts on what on what was then known only as next generation console. In fact, the company hasn't said anything. Sony skipped game show E3 this year, a void during which Microsoft unveiled details about its own next gen console, a successor to the Xbox One, referred to only as Project Scarlet. Like the PS5, Scarlet will boast a CPU based on AMD's Ryzen line and a GPU based on its Navi line. Like the PS5, it will ditch the spinning hard drive for a solid state drive. Now though, in a conference room at Sony's US headquarters, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan and the system architect Mark Cerny are eager to share specs. Before they do, Cerny wants to clarify something. When we last discussed the forthcoming console, he spoke about its ability to support ray tracing, a technique that can enable complex lighting and sound effects in 3D environments. Given that many questions he's received since, he fears that he may have been am ambiguous about how the PS5 would accomplish this and confirms that it's not a software level fix, which some had feared. There is ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware, which I believe is the statement that people were looking for. Um, a brief, a belief born out of my own Twitter mentions, which, which for a couple of weeks in April made a graphics rendering technique 
seemed like the only thing the internet had ever cared about. So basically he confirmed that the ray tracing is gonna be baked into the GPU hardware itself, which I'm assuming is better than having it bundled into the software so that it can do more tracing of the rays better. <laughs> ray tracing isn't anything new or crazy. It's it's a lot of like PC games are starting to like use it. I'm trying more. to show it now. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uses it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how much. I'm trying I'm I'm trying to get the there's a gif that explain Oh, here it is. It's right here. Um Okay, of course. It's got to load every single freaking thing on the yeah. page. It just had it. Oh, it's all the way at the top. There it is. So, ray tracing is basically whatever you see in front of you is rendered and when you move it renders it renders on the fly based on what yeah. you're looking at. So everything behind you is not rendered. Yeah. Um, and that's what it looks like. So it's the field of vision. Yeah. That That's what, that's ray tracing. Uh, and this is from Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, every time you move the camera in Horizon Zero Dawn, the game is doing all sorts of under the hood calculations, loading and unloading chunks of world to ensure that it all runs properly. And that's not even counting the robot dinosaurs. Uh, and I should note, that this is the engine that uh death stranding death stranding yeah. is going to be on yeah i think because I, I don't think most games support it but like the ones that do like are able to you know do what they do in horizon mm -hmm. and like they can do it at a much better rate so i think you know more games are starting to support that uh it says at the bottom this process which at this point has become common in open world yeah. games Helps conserve memory which allows games like horizon zero dawn to show you a whole lot of pretty graphical models at once without sacrificing performance game development it's complicated yeah um but that's why i'm like like i get ray tracing is like this big thing that everybody's like into but it feels like a buzzword to me because yeah. it's already oh, happened yeah, it we definitely already is have a it. buzzword it's like it's it's like when the xbox one launched and they kept well the the one x and they kept talking about teraflops yeah like that was the buzzword for that I, I guess what they mean is that they're going to make that better because that's the f what is going to be the future of gaming. Yeah. Like ray, they're, they're trying to make it so that ray tracing is easier on this console. Yeah, because it's better than loading the entire world right. at once and having things pop up. You know, just loading it when you need it. Mm -hmm. um, with that in hand, back to the PS5 solid state drive with Cerny first extolled of the way it can turn loading times from a hassle into a blink. It's not just the speed that makes the SSD formidable, he says, but the efficiency it offers. Think about a hard drive in a game console spinning at uh, 5,400 RPM vinyl speed, uh, spinning like a uh, 5,400 RPM vinyl record, sorry. Uh, for the console to read a piece of information off the drive, it first has to send out the disk head like a turntable needle to find it. Each seek has its own each seek, as it's known, may entail only a scant handful of milliseconds, but seeks add up. To minimize that, developers will often duplicate certain game assets in order to form co contiguous uh, data blocks, which the drive can uh, read faster. We're, we're talking common stuff here, like lampposts and anonymous uh, passerbys. But data pa pause. Yeah, I need to I need to correct myself. Okay, the chat was going nuts saying that I, that that is not ray tracing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking, I looked it up in computer graphics. Ray tracing is a rendering technique for generating an image by tracing the path of light as pixels in an image plane and simulating the effects of its encounters, uh, 
with virtual objects. The technique is capable of producing a very high degree of visual realism, uh, quite higher than that of typical scanline rendering methods. I feel like we've made this mistake before on this show. Probably. We don't, <laughs> we don't do research. But at a greater com computational cost, this makes ray tracing best suited for applications where taking a relatively long time to render a frame can be tolerated, such as in still images and film and television visual effects. Oh, okay. And more poorly suited for real-time applications such as video games, where speed is critical. Ray tracing is capable of simulating a wide variety of optical effects such as reflection and refraction, scattering and dispersion, dispersion mm -hmm. phenomena, such as chromatic aberration. Um, so it's more about uh, the way the light interacts with the environment. Yes. Uh, I'm going to read the beginning again. Okay. <laughs> Graphics ray tracing is uh, rendering a technique for generating an image by tracing the path of light as pixels in an image plane and simulating the effects of its encounters with virtual objects. So it's a lighting technique, really. Yes. Uh, so it is not what was going on in Horizon yeah. Zero <laughs> That is something completely different. All right. That makes more sense. So... This this makes a lot more sense now yeah. because it says that uh, it's not suited for real time video games. Yes, but we have high powered graphics cards that could do this. Yes, and now uh, the PlayStation Five is gearing to is leaning yes. towards making it more possible on home consoles. Yes, and I know um, the Scarlet is going to have support ray tracing on a hardware level as well. Mm. So it's going to be like the big thing next generation, ray tracing. It better have a big visual effect. Because, yeah. Because uh, usually, historically, everybody makes a big deal about the hardware of, yeah. of new consoles. Mm -hmm. And if it's like, I mean, this current generation, the big, di the there wasn't really like a big jump. It yeah. was really just, uh, it was really just everything looks nicer. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't even like that mind blowing how yeah. nice things looked. I know the PlayStation Four was all about uh, how many different things you could have on screen at once. There was that also, like because the big thing then with um, like the big gimmick wasn't so much graphics; it had become like other things. So like the PS Four was sharing mm -hmm. uh, stuff. Xbox One it was at first you know like an entertainment center. Then it had to be like they had to rethink what their gaming center was going to be. Yeah, that. Yes, I I always attribute this generation to sharing because of the yeah. share button. That was like yeah, the big, was the big and thing. last generation was uh, HD graphics. I would and, say and online. the internet, yeah, yeah, Xbox Live and stuff yeah. like that. And before that was refining 3D. Yeah. Before that was, was 3D. 3D in general. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Mm -hmm. AJ says either way, I don't get how this is such a big deal. Big a new console because lighting. <laughs> Well, I mean, the lighting looks nicer. It's going to help like the way games look and stuff. That, we'll we'll find out when we see the tech yes. demos. Um should I keep going? Yes. All right. Uh they keep talking about the SSD. That that's the SSD that's seems gonna, like the Yeah. Uh, they talk about the SSD a lot in this article, so I'm just going to read this last paragraph. Yeah, yeah, read the last paragraph. Uh data adds up. Uh if you look at the game a game like Spider-Man, uh Cerny says there are some pieces of data uh, duplicated 400 times on the hard drive the ssd sweeps away the need for all of the of the duping 
Uh, so not only is it raw, raw read speed dramatically faster than a hard drive, but it saves crucial space. How developers will take advantage of that space will likely differ. Some may opt to build a larger or more detailed game world. Others may be content to shrink the size of their games or patches. Either way, physical games for the PS5 will use 100 gigabyte optical discs inserted into an optical drive that also doubles as a 4K Blu-ray player. The PlayStation 4, either version, the original Slim or the Pro, does not support 4K Blu-ray. The Xbox One S and X do. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy, especially because Blu-ray is a Sony-made yeah, that's, technology. That's really dumb. So Xbox, Microsoft dropped the ball when the Xbox launched. Correct. Sony dropped the ball later in the life. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I've been trying to like tell people that because like as of right now, exclusives aside, the Xbox One is a better gaming console because it supports... You know, yes, it supports things like 4K Blu-ray and a whole lot of entertainment suites, but it also has a deep backwards compatibility library. It's got Game Pass, which, you know, opens up the door to so many other games and things. Uh, it had Xbox Live is still the, the king of online gaming in terms of co the console space. Uh, and the controller is better. So, the controller on the Xbox yeah. is better. Um. But yeah, by then so it's SSDs too late. are a, SSD. Uh, that's like, a big deal. The, yeah, like I said, the majority of this article is like about the SSD. The next generation consoles are going to need to be SSDs. Yeah. Uh, the Nintendo Switch has an advantage because it has flash memory. Yes. Uh, and the memory you put in is flash memory. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I don't want to say just as fast as SSDs because I don't know that for sure, and somebody's yeah. going to yell at me. But it <laughs> it it technically should be just as fast as an SSD. Yeah. Um. So SSD is, is a solid state drive as opposed to what we've had historically, uh, flat, uh, disc-based media. Yeah. So it's like you're listening to a record and, yeah. and you got to rewind it to get the data you want and then fast yeah. forward it to get the data you want. Whereas on flash storage or solid state, it just goes, here it's it is, there. Give, yeah. give it to me. Um, so that'll make things way faster. And they yeah. say in this article that... Um, that's essential for being able to uh, process graphics. Yeah. Um, so and both both consoles are going to have SSDs, the Scarlet and PS5. Yeah. So that's a that's a technical thing that I can wrap my head around on yeah. being a positive. However, solid state drives are expensive to get a lot of memory. Yeah. I think they said it was going to be like four hundred gigabytes or something. I don't know where yeah. I read that. Um, which isn't a lot considering these next-gen games are going to be really, really yeah, big. Yeah, and like a terabyte hard drive like on current-gen consoles fills up mighty quickly because you got to install everything. Right. Um, they did say that it could be possible on the PS5 to only install like parts of the game. So like you can choose whether you want to install the single player first and then maybe like save the multiplayer for later. Or something yeah. Like that. That's cool. I just know I have. I mean, I have 500 gigs on my PS4 right now. Yeah, and that fills up. Yeah, I upgraded my PS4 to a two terabyte, and I have like a one terabyte external for my Xbox One. I'd imagine you can upgrade this too. Yeah, but it's going to be expensive. Right, and there's also different types of SSDs. There's the, like this the SATA type, which you can easily put in, and then there are those like 
more like PCI. Yeah, thing. like and these stupid laptops, yeah. uh, the solid state drives are soldered onto the board. Yeah. So you're not replacing that. Yeah. David Easley says SSDs are flash memory. The only difference is the connection, such as PCIe, just like you're saying. Yeah. Uh, that most singular flash modules aren't capable of. Yeah. This um because like you have the SATA type and then you have the PCIe, which are like faster. And then they go on to talk about the controller, which is interesting. Oh, I didn't read that. Yeah. Uh, Cerny hands me, the writer, a prototype of the next generation controller, an unlabeled matte black doohickey um, that looks an awful lot like the PS4's DualShock 4. After all, after all, there is a hole, there was a hole on it, and a recently published patent points to Sony developing a voice-driven AI assistant for the PlayStation. Because he asked if that was a microphone. Ah, but we don't need that. All he can get from Cerny is, we'll talk more about that another time. Uh, They're not they, ready. they file patents on a regular basis, the spokesperson said. And like many companies, some of those patents end up in other products and some don't. Uh, the controller, which history suggests will be one day be called the DualShock 5, although Cerny has said it doesn't have a name yet, it'll be the DualShock 5, um, <laughs> does have some features Sony was... Uh, Cerny's more interested in acknowledging one is adaptive triggers which can offer varying levels of resistance to make uh, shooting a bow and arrow feel more like the real thing the tension increases as you uh, pull as you pull the arrow back or make a machine gun feel far different from a shotgun so it's saying it that it has resistance it has like it like, pushes back basically yeah I think the the X Xbox yeah so the Xbox one controller has haptic feedback in the trigger oh but it's like a vibrate yeah, but it, yeah. it functions like the same thing. It can do the same thing. As of now, only the Forza games support that. No other game really takes advantage of it. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a gimmicky thing. Yeah. Uh, it depends on how cool it is. Yeah. But but I, I, I don't see many people using that. I, all, all these extra features are always gimmicks. Yeah. Like, if you have voice a voice feature on there, no one's going to use that. Yeah. It's going to be a gimmick thing. Kojima's going to use it for two seconds. It also boasts uh, haptic feedback far more capable than the rumble motor console gamers are used to with highly programmable uh, voice coil actuators located in the left and right grips of the controller. Combined with an improved speaker on the controller, the haptics can enable some astonishing effects. Uh, first, the writer played through a series of short demos courtesy of the same uh, Japan studio team that designed PSVR's Astrobot Rescue Mission. In the most impressive, uh, the writer ran a character through a platform through a platform level featuring a number of different surfaces, all of which gave distinct and surprisingly immersive tactile experiences. Sand felt slow and sloggy. Mud felt uh, mud felt slow and, so and soggy. Um, on ice, a, a high-frequency response made the thumbsticks really feel like my character was gliding, jumping into a pool. You got the sense of the resistance of water. On a wooden bridge, it was a bouncy sensation. That's so that, interesting. The haptics are basically like uh, creating the feeling like you're actually like walking on ice or. But they're not know, just on the triggers; they're on the thumbs. They're on the thumbs. Yeah, so the haptics are probably like throughout the controller. I'd be down for the thumbsticks to give you some resistance. Could you ever play like an arcade game, like Wave Race, where yeah. it like fights back? Like yeah. it's cool. I like that. So, but here's the thing: because if I don't know if the Xbox One controller is going to have anything like this. 
And if it doesn't, if you're making multi-platform games, yeah. that's not going to be used quite a lot. No, developers won't yeah. add special features. But PlayStation exclusive games yes. will yeah, totally I'm sure they'll that. take advantage of that. Uh, AJ says, as long as battery life isn't like... As long as the battery life is like five times the DualShock 4, they let me turn off the dumbass light and also just let me use Xbox controller instead and we're good. Yeah. So the the DualShock 4 has the light. Yes. Which is uh, used for the camera. But it was supposed to be used for the camera, but when they took out the camera, it was just, just a light bar. Yeah, and it's stupid. And it was too bright for a lot of people, so they redesigned it yeah. to make it not as light and they they put a hole in the in the touch bar so yeah so you can see it because uh you couldn't really see what color it was because yeah. you don't you're not looking that yeah, way yeah because like it, it's useful for like multiplayer you can see like you know you can tell what uh, controller is yours by the color right um also in resident evil 2 uh the color is your health i like what a lot of games do yeah. that i think call of duty it gets red as you get shot yeah red dead redemption it's just red oh, the whole time the whole time yeah uh, it also, the DualShock 4 has a touch pad that is useless in almost every game. Yeah. Uh, that also acts as a button that yeah. ju is just the pause button for a lot of games. It's it's supposed to be like the select button. Or select. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it brings up the map. Well, it's supposed to be like a, like a mouse. Well, tradition, well, it's supposed to be a mouse, but tr on traditional controllers, you have start and select. Right. Um, or something equivalent. Like I think on Xbox, it's start and back. But because they got rid of the start and select buttons on the PS4, they have options, which is your start, and they needed a select, so pressing the thumb. The... Options make sense. Yeah. They got rid of select for the share button. Yeah. Which a lot of things did now. Yeah. Uh, so they the touchpad ends up being... Or map. It ends yeah. up being map. Um, what else does it have, the DualShock 4, that we don't need? Oh, it has... I like the speaker. The speaker is fine. Yeah. Especially because it's, like, clear and you can hear everything, unlike the speaker on the Wii. Yes. <laughs> Um, a version of Gran Turismo Sport that Sony had ported over on to a PS5 dev kit uh, was played. Uh, driving on the border, driving on the border between the track and the dirt, you could feel the surfaces doing the same, doing the same thing on the same track using a DualShock 4 on a PS4. The sensation is the sensation disappeared entirely. It wasn't the old style rumble feedback. It wasn't that the old style rumble feedback paled in comparison. It was that there was no feedback at all. User tests found that rumble feedback was too tiring too continuously, so the release version of GT Sport simply didn't use it. That difference has been a long time coming. Product manager Toshi Aoki says the controller team has been working on haptic feedback since the DualShock 4 was in development. They even could launch it with the PS4 Pro, a mid-life cycle refresh, though doing so would have created a split experience for gamers, so the feature suite um, was held off for the next generation. Also, nobody would develop it. Yeah. Um, there are some other small improvements over the DualShock 4. The next generation controller will use USB Type-C connector for charging, and you can play through the cable as well. It has a larger capacity battery, and haptic motors makes the new controller a little bit heavier than the DualShock 4. And Aoki, uh, but Aoki says it will still come in a little bit lighter than the current Xbox controller with the batteries in. So that's what they have to say about the controller. Uh, I wonder if it's going to look exactly the same as the DualShocks have always looked. I'm sure it'll look exactly the same as the DualShock 4. You know, just like they said, a little bit heavier. Hmm. Maybe even like slightly bigger because it's got to fit all the crap in. But I don't. I imagine it's not going to be dramatically different. There, There's going to be... Like they already confirmed it was backwards compatible with PS4. So the controller can't be too different. Mm -hmm. 
I like I, I, I'm I'm a I'm a Microsoft guy now. I decided. <laughs> um, I mean, Sony's got the better exclusives, but yeah, as a console overall, I like the Xbox. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I mean when I say like as a console, it's a better console. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you know, how it's gonna go. Of course, always wait and see before you start pre-ordering a system. We knew this was coming, but now yeah. we've. This is the first time we have definitive proof that we're getting a next-gen console next year. Next year, and it has and what name it is. Yeah, yeah, and we we learned a little bit more about the controller, the SSD. Um, it's gonna have a 4K Blu-ray player, so physical media isn't going anywhere. Right. So um, so exciting times but yes. you know we won't know anything until we actually see something correct i think so sony wasn't at e3 this year yes but they were at comic-con yes they that had was weird yeah why would they skip e3 and not you know but good for them though yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> go to the consumer show screw e3. yeah uh what do they have at the playstation booth they didn't have Avengers, no. No, square enix and marvel had the Avengers. they had some vr stuff i think yeah they oh they did they had iron man Oh, okay. Yeah, which I did not play, but I did play Avengers. It was basically the E3 demo, but I actually got to play it. <laughs> um, it looks and plays a lot better than it did back at E3. Um, it's not Arkham-style combat. It's You have light and heavy attacks, and you dodge by like hitting dodge and moving in a Oh, direction. I like that. I like that it's, style It's Dark combat. Souls-y. I like that. It takes a while to get used to, but once you do, you like get in the groove of things. Um, and you play, you get, you got to play as like all uh, the main five Avengers in it, so you get to see how they all feel. Hulk feels the best, obviously, because it's kind of <laughs> like Ultimate Destruction. Um, the the big thing they revealed though was that, and you, you couldn't play as her, but Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, is going to be in the game. Oh, and she's like, she plays a big part in it, and you, yeah, you play as her. Um, we knew there were going to be other Avengers in the game aside from the main five, because Hank Pym is shown was shown at the E three. A video but we haven't heard anything about it since so uh and plague 12 five dollars bob i like your links awakening amiibo do you have do you always take your amiibo out of the box and does it matter if you do i was thinking about collecting i always take them out of the box um they're not usable if you leave them in the box yes also they take up way too much room in the box yeah the boxes are huge uh i don't intend on selling them ever so yeah and, and you know what amiibo aren't really like even the most expensive amiibo or the rarest amiibo aren't worth that much yeah most i've ever seen an amiibo well the yoshi's epic yarn one is like 80 bucks but oh, that's because one? it's huge yeah. yeah um some of the some of the zelda ones the uh like 25th anniversary ones those yeah. go for like 50 bucks but like mm-hmm. that's the most you're gonna get for an amiibo so yeah uh don't go too crazy um oh and sam sindelar with two dollars it is Wednesday, my dudes. It sure is. The um, best day of the week. I don't have this as a story, but we can just talk about it briefly. Okay. Some people in the chat were talking about it. Google Stadia. Oh, yeah. I saw this. I don't know. what This became like a meme. Yeah, because it was very bizarre. Like, it doesn't really... I don't think it's that bizarre. All, all they're right. talking okay so all they're saying is that uh the latency will get way better in the next year or two right because that's a, a, a major concern for a yeah. lot of people yeah yeah and i think yeah obviously it's going to get better that's the only thing they've been working on right but they said they will be negative latency yeah meaning that uh it'll try to predict what you're gonna do but how is it gonna do that all right so 
That's what people are like making fun of. Yeah, when you say that, everybody's like, you can't predict what I'm going to do. How am I going to be able to play yeah. the game? Games already do that. How? Like Call of Duty. Yeah. It pr- tries to predict uh, what the the what your next move is going to be if you're going to shoot if you're not or like where, where you're going to aim so that uh it could it could connect to the other player quicker you know okay. so so you ever you play call of duty online yeah. right you know when you shoot somebody and then you watch the kill you shoot somebody but you die and you're like i definitely shot him first then yeah. you watch the kill cam and you didn't yeah that's it trying to predict what happened that it's just a way to try to lower the latency as much as possible. Yeah. If you play something on a Nintendo console, mm-hmm. it doesn't do any sort of prediction or error correction or anything. So instead of doing any of that, it just stops the game dead in its tracks and right. waits for everybody's input and then proceeds. A game that is uh, well built for online will try to, pre- if, if it has no connection, it'll try to predict everybody's move and then go back and correct itself afterwards if it's wrong. But that's something that's that's for like an online multiplayer game. What well, if, what if you do so like a single player game? Well, that's the thing. This is an always online game. I Every guess. game you play on Stadia is an online yeah. game. So, ideally, it won't ever have to do that. Like it's yeah. not always going to be predicting what you do. It's just if there's a problem, it's going to try to predict yeah. what what you're doing. And honestly, 90% of the time it's going to be right about your what you're going to do. It's not going to try to predict something that's like wildly out of character for you to do. You know what I mean? Right. It's it, it's freaking AI. Think about a Tesla. Like w- when it has to slam on its brakes, yeah. it's better than you. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, it knows what it's doing. Uh, f- negative latency, a term from Google uses to describe its large stream buffer, uh, boosting frame rates on server side to compensate for slowdown and even algorithm that will predict which buttons you'll likely press next, all to make up for any latency introduced by your connection. Uh, f- yes, that's basically what it is. Uh, the evil ketchup says lag compensation. Yes. Yes. That is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then Chris N says, yeah, that's not right either, either Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. Um, But that's that's what they're saying when they say i mean negative latency is a really dumb term for it yeah <laughs> that's a that's a really yeah. uh oversimplification the cast it. says it'll run a simulation and the real time showing everyone the simulation uh and hope it gets things correct google knows what you will do but again it's not it's not like it's playing the game for you the whole time yeah it's 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 an error correct it's a form of error correction yeah adrian with two loonies is that why i suck at Fortnite? No, no, that's because of the way your parents raised you. Yeah. That's why. Basically. Um, so anyway, that wasn't even a story. That's just I want to talk about Google State. I yeah. think you are very skeptical about the whole online, always very online skeptical, situation. Yes, I think that it's going to play just fine, and that if you have a good internet connection, mm-hmm. you'll be, you'll it'll it'll be fine. It'll be just fine. Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> if you have a bad internet connection. Don't get Google Stadia because it's going to run like. Well, because crap. I know like everything's going to that eventually. Yeah, but I just don't think we're there yet. So, I think if Google wants to do it now. They better bring their A game. They did say that it's going to get better in the next year or two. Yeah. So that means that it's not up to par right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that again, if you have a good connection, you'll be surprised at how well Google Stadia runs. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, the next story we have here is I mean, we got a bunch of little stories. We do. Like, for example, uh, there's free demos for Resident Evil 5 and, and six. 6 on the Nintendo Switch. And the reveal for how big the full game files are. Remember these games well? Yeah, I played 5. 5 wasn't bad. It wasn't. I liked it. The, it would help. It wasn't if, 4. No, and it helped if you play with a friend. Because mm-hmm. is an idiot. <laughs> um, but it wasn't bad. Uh, 6, I only played the demo on 360. Um, we have it. We I have never it. played it. Yeah. Kind of because like it kind of scares me. Not because I'm afraid of Resident Evil games. Of course not. Just because I know it, the reputation it has for not being great. It came out. Everybody said it sucked. And then I bought it like years later. Yeah. And I was like, I'm never going to play this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6 are set to scare us silly on Nintendo Switch later this month. They weren't scary games. No. But if you want to try before you buy, you'll be happy to know that the demos are available for both titles on the eShop. At the time of writing, the demos are available on the Australian Switch eShop, with other regions expected to follow as uh, they catch up with Australia's time zone. As is usually the case, you can grab both of them completely free of charge to see if the games are up to your own personal standards. Their appearance on the eShop has also given us some extra juicy info, such as the file size for each title. If you're planning on downloading Resident Evil 5 or 6 onto your Switch when they launch, you'll need a spare 18.7 gigabyte or 17.6 gigabytes of free space, respectively. Both games release on uh, the 29th of October. So you need about 19 gigs. Per game. Per game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also saw, it's not on here, but I saw somewhere, I don't know if this is true, apparently, if you already own, like, the first three Resident Evil games, like Zero, One, and Four, uh, you will get a discount on these games. Oh. That's, that's That's enticing, because that might actually make me want to get these games. Did you play Four on the Switch? Yes. We had, we did a whole thing where I figured out how to play it properly. What do you mean? (laughs) You have to basically ignore the the right analog stick completely because the original resident evil 4 you walked and aimed with the left analog stick right right so you have to get yourself into that mentality and it actually helps the game out a lot yeah you you can't walk and shoot in that game the demo is not on uh the american e-shop yet correct but if you're interested i mean resident evil 5 is a good game resident evil 4 is a better game yes and they play pretty much the same Mm mm-hmm I want to do something fun, Will, uh, uh, before we do that. Eric Cooper with $5. Uh, Google Stadia is going to use my Google Home to listen in and figure out what I'll do. Hashtag spies. Yeah. Okay, Google. Uh, play job for a cowboy and Tolman of a machine. <laughs> All right. I want to do something fun. Okay. Let's do something fun. Okay. Oh, first yeah. up, Jeopardy uh, airs a very incorrect piece of Tetris trivia. Uh, So the piece was, the seven rotatable blocks used in this video game have nicknames like Orange Ricky, Hero, and Smash Boy. Um, This image is Photoshopped to put Tetris all over the screen, so it kind of ruins it. A little bit, yeah. But the answer was, what is Tetris? Yes. However, none of these, this isn't true. Yeah, those are not (laughs) the names for those blocks in Tetris. Uh, the person got it correct, regardless of that. Uh, this is because of this viral tweet that came about uh, in February mm-hmm. by Vekido. Was this a tweet of the week? It might have been. It might have been. Because I, I remember seeing this. Yeah. Did I like it? 
I didn't like it. So it couldn't have been a tweet of the week. Um, the tweet is, I found the original instruction booklet for Tetris. And did anyone know that the, these pieces had names? Uh, and on the 12th page, it's a very great Photoshop yeah. of all of the blocks with stupid names. Yeah. That the one L is orange Ricky. The other mm. one's blue Ricky, even though they're all gray yeah. <laughs> in this picture. Um, Cleveland Z, Rhode Island Z, Hero, which is the long one. Yeah. Tiwi, which is the T-shaped one. Mm. And Smash Boy, which is the, the square. Yeah. Again, completely Photoshopped. Not a real thing. For... You know, for the sake of those of you out there, the Tetris blocks, I believe they're called Tetraminos. Yes. Actually have names. They're oh. they're named after the letter they look like. So it's so the straight line is an I. Um the blue Ricky is a J. <laughs> uh the orange Ricky is an L. The square backwards. Yeah. The square is O. Um, then you have S. The one that looks like a T is a T. And the backwards S is a Z. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's a backwards S. Yeah. So basically they look like the letters they look like. What's the square? What's the square one? Oh. 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 Yeah. They, they, they're they named after the letters they most look like. Oh, so they were just completely wrong. Yeah. But anyway, the person got it right. So yeah. it's not like it threw them off. Mm-hmm. I did a little digging and this is actually pretty hard to find, but I found all of the category for video game puri. Yeah. Uh, did you read this yet? I did. Well, because uh, I wanted to test you on it. I've I've gone to J Archive before. So? Like, I knew this website existed. So when I heard this, I went to... The oh, website. so you looked at it immediately. Yeah. Okay. So we can't have a fun little quiz time. Now. Well, I can quiz you. I got them all right except one, actually. Which one did you get wrong? Did you get them all right? Yeah. Which I one? Got the, I got the last one wrong. I'm going to read them all anyway. Okay. Well, uh, the last one's worded weirdly. I, I I still wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. Um, so the two hundred dollar one is uh, Aunt May and Norman Osborn show up in this superhero marvelous high flying game, and this is obviously Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. Well, you got to give the audience a chance to answer. Will what is Spider Man? Yes. Uh, the four hundred dollar one in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. This is the first one I saw from this. Yeah. In Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, you can choose among many avatars like Link. Donkey Kong or his fast this fast hedgehog. What is Sonic? Yes. Which is a weird if you're gonna do a piece of Sonic trivia. That's a weird one. That's to do, a yeah. very weird one to do. Yeah. Um well they did they Oh, they didn't even say they were classic avatars either. Yeah. They just said many avatars. Um $600. Many online games say they are F2P, meaning this. Beware, there are usually ways to spend cash down the line. What is free-to-play? Yes. And then the $800 one was the Tetris one. Yes. So it's what is Tetris. And then the $1,000 one is the one that I could not do right. at all. Uh, of the four ghosts in the original English version of the Pac-Man game, the one that doesn't rhyme with the others. So, do you, do you know the names of the ghosts in Pac-Man? No. When I read this, I went Inky, Blinky, uh, something, and Dot. <laughs> and you know what? Then I looked it up. They didn't get it right. Yeah, either. one of them even said Dot. Yeah. So, so the the Ben said, "What is Dot?" And he was wrong. And then. Kara said, what is spot? 
which is also raw. Yeah. Um, and then Alex said the members are Inky, Blinky, and Dinky, and the one that doesn't rhyme is uh, Clyde. Clyde. Yes. And then after the commercial break, Alex corrected himself. Uh, it's not Dinky. It's Pinky. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. Oh wow! I can't believe he got that wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, you see it in the in the world's first cutscene yeah. ever in a video game um, in the arcade. Uh, it goes through all the characters, but I don't remember that stuff. I don't even, yeah. I don't even know that. Uh, so it's Clyde. The answer is yeah. Clyde. It was worded very weirdly, but... All of these are worded weird. Well, because you know what that is? They they try to pack the, the answers with a lot of clues so that you can guess what it is. Mm-hmm. So, because I, I remember reading somewhere like how to like guess the Jeopardy, you know, how to how to correctly answer Jeopardy even if you don't know what the answer is just by using the context clues. Mm-hmm. Like, this family-friendly pizza chain with a mouse mascot has more than 600 locations. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. So, like, you would think, oh, it's a family-friendly, so it must have a lot of kids there. It's a pizza chain, so there must be no pizza with a mouse mascot, Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Yeah. I actually couldn't think of the name. <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. I was like, yeah. I don't know the name. Um, a little reckless at five dollars. Will should place. Oh wait, no. Um, uh, yeah, he, he gave two dollars. He said, "Will, have you bought, played Celeste yet?" And then he said, "Will should play Celeste and give a review because that because then for Xmas I'll get the Celeste mug set from Fan Gamers for you boys since I'm too broke for uh two hoodies." Stop giving us money. Yeah. Broke. But thank also, you. I didn't play Celeste yet. Uh, I'll give him my Switch and let him play for like yeah. a hot minute. Uh, and we got $2 from John Halstead. I'm so happy that Bob knows job for a cowboy. Yes. Video punks for $2. You just whacked out my Google home. <laughs> Did it play job for a cowboy? Nice. If not, play that song. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to... Whatever's next. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast Publisher has a more announcements on the way. This is Asper. Uh, yes. Uh, Aspire. The, Aspire. I'm so yeah. sorry, Will. I think that's how it's pronounced. One of the most surprising releases of the announcements of recent times. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, the only Star Wars game on the Switch. That is in Star Wars Pinball. That is in Star Wars Pinball that we also have. Yeah. Uh, Although it didn't include the multiplayer component, it was at least it was at least a nice effort to in official uh, Star Wars gameplay. Uh, if you're craving more classic Star Wars experience on the Switch, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy is due out in early 2020, which might be a better game. And it after, has multiplayer in it. After this, though, what can we expect from the publisher and developer re- uh, responsible for these releases? Uh, in an interview with GameIndustry.biz. Aspire's vice president of publishing, Elizabeth Howard, said many more announcements were on the way. The reception to the Star Wars games, it just blows our mind. These are just our first two announcements, and we have so much more coming. I just think that it's a good time to start telling the world about us that we've been doing this a long time, and we're going, we're doing everything we can to deliver on these games. What else have they made? Aspire has been like a Mac uh, developer for years like they would port games to Mac like mm-hmm. if they were originally on a PC so like they did the Knights of the Old Republic games oh. for Mac and I think they like handled later like re-releases of them they ported Borderlands to Mac and Linux 
uh, The Sims, uh, Layers of Fear, Command and Conquer, Jade Empire, Mafia 3, Call of Duty. If they're not porting Knights of the Old Republic to the Switch, then they better... uh, they better quell their expectations, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, people were excited about this because it was Jedi uh, Outcast, you know? Yeah. Um, if it's not Jedi uh, or Knights of the Republic, uh, Knights of the Republic, we got a big reaction out of people yes. to put that on the Switch. They also did, when they re-released Knights of the Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2, for Knights of the Old Republic 2, they, they added the restored content mod as DLC. Because Knights of the Old Republic 2, when it first came out, was missing like an entire mission. Because they had to rip it out in order to get the game shipped on time. Because of that, it was a little bit buggier than the original game. So like fans have been trying to like restore it and stuff and whatever. And then years later, when they finally re-released it, they made all that stuff official and they added it in as DLC. Mm, so that's awesome. Yeah. So if they if they do that, re-release Knights of the Old Republic 2 with that stuff in it, that would be a big AJ says Arkham Asylum was ported to Mac by them too. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, they're a big, big time. Like they're, they're mainly known as a Mac port house. Kind of like how panic button is a switch port. House. I could use a porter house right now. Yeah. That, uh, Arkham Asylum would be equally a big of a deal. Yes. Say, I'm as, surprised as, that uh, nice little Arkham Asylum and city have not been ported to switch yet. Yeah. That's uh that's Warner brothers yeah. fault. Also, we don't know what their next game is. True. We know we're getting a Batman game. Yes. We don't know what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's taking so long about that. All right. So we're getting more in from that publisher. We don't know what it is. Good. I'm assuming it's Star Wars. Yeah. Because why else would they be excited? To I talk mean, like about I like said, that? they have more, you know, they have more than just that. But it's not going to be as big of a deal unless it's Nice Little Republic or uh, Arkham Asylum. Well, that would be the biggest deal. Yeah. Or Borderlands. But yeah. I mean, we already got borderlands 3 right now yeah or is that what it is yeah borderlands 3 just came out anyway here's another thing will yes mondo over here is selling the sonic cd original game soundtrack and it's not a cd it's an lp (laughs) it's a 3x lp yes it's unfortunate that this can't just be the sonic 3 yeah soundtrack i would buy a sonic 3 soundtrack well we know there's like some sort of licensing issue with that there has to be yeah Ooh, there's a blue one and a black one yeah uh it's 45 bucks Mm -hmm. but it sure does look pretty the original japanese score from the classic sonic the hedgehog game newly remastered and pressed on vinyl for the first time an officially licensed sega product mondo does a lot of cool stuff like this um I think they just did uh, Metal Gear Solid also. Yes. So get at this. Uh, you could flip it for a pretty penny, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, expected to ship in September of 2019. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say about and it. And it is uh, the Japanese soundtrack, which is different from the American soundtrack. Really? Yeah. What's so different about it? Um, the Japanese soundtrack, uh, it's Japanese and European soundtrack. I think it's more like symphonic like it uses more like actual like instruments and stuff mm-hmm. whereas the the american soundtrack is more like a midi soundtrack interesting yeah. I, I have to listen to that because i was yeah. i was not uh not too jazz when i played sonic cd i wasn't like i didn't think the soundtrack really stuck out to me you got you got it depends because like the american soundtrack is noticeably like weaker than the than the japanese soundtrack so I know like the the Christian Whitehead version has both 
on it. Mm. And I don't, the Sonic Gems collection, I don't remember which soundtrack that has. It might be the American. Angel Reyes says, uh, thank you for pure screaming from my Google Home. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yay. Um, all right. The, this isn't really a story, but the last thing we have on here is Blizzard controversy. Did you, did you hear about I this? I heard about all of it, and uh, I side with Hong Kong, damn it. <laughs> I, you know, I put the Not the police state of Hong Kong, the people of Hong yeah. Kong. I put a question mark because I didn't know if we wanted to talk about it or not. I don't think we really need to, but uh, well, sure, let's touch on it for, well, for a hot minute. So real quick, um, what's what's his name? Hearthstone Grandmaster, Hearthstone player. Uh, Grandmaster is not a word you should throw out. Well, <laughs> Hearthstone Grandmasters is, I think, the clan he's a part of can't say clan after saying grandmaster will the the team he's a part of <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know this was a okay so <laughs> uh blitz chung the hong kong based hearthstone pro uh has been suspended by blizzard entertainment from the hearthstone grandmasters okay so that's the tournament he's yes in. it's uh, a, it, it they were in taiwan yeah right uh, he's been suspended for using his post-game interview on October 6th to support protesters demonstrating in Hong Kong. The casters hosting the interview, both of whom, whom attempted to hide their faces during Chung's statement, uh, were were also removed from their position. So basically, Blizzard itself is suspending and like potentially removing uh, Blitz Chung for basically throwing his support behind... The Hong Kong protests, the, the protesters of Hong Kong. At the risk of uh, getting this entire stream deleted, I will play without volume, but I'll, I'll play the uh, the video. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's the two. It's a split screen. It's the two broadcasters there. Oh, they actually are trying to hide their face. Yeah. Two. It's the two announcers interviewing the guy who won. He won. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the two announcers basically say. All right, go ahead and say it. We know you want to say it. Just go ahead and say yeah. it. And then they hide their faces, and then I think they full screen him mm -hmm. what, when he says it. And then he's, he's what does he say? What's the? Uh, I'm trying to find the quote. Oh, they actually didn't full screen him. Okay. I think he just says, uh, "Oh, liberate Hong Kong." Yeah, I think that's all he says. Um, oh, wait, it, it it says what that what they say right here. While we stand by one's right. Oh, no, no, that's that, what Blizzard. That's never what mind. Blizzard says. Anyway. Right after he says that, they cut away from him, and then yeah. they they show the two guys, the two announcers again, uh, and Chung they they talk about it for a second. But they got suspended. They too. got suspended too. Uh, Chung has not only been removed from the Grandmasters program, the money he earned this season, three thousand dollars plus five hundred for each win, has also been knocked down to zero. Blizzard also banned the player from participating in Hearthstone in uh, Hearthstone esports e for one year. What the quote was, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our time. Yes. Uh, Blizzard said uh, that he violated the tournament's rules, specifically a rule against doing anything that brings you into public uh, disre disrepute, offends a portion of a, or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image. In a statement, Blizzard said, while we stand by one's right to express individuals' thoughts and opinions, players and other participants that elect to participate in our esports competitions must abide by the official uh, competition rules. Now, basically, Blizzard suspended him and the, the two sportscasters because they do very good business in China. 
and they do not want to offend the very easy the very easy to offend and censor immediately uh, People's Republic of China. I want to know: Is this Blizzard Entertainment as a whole? Is it Blizzard of Taiwan? Is it's it, Blizzard Entertainment as a whole? Is this guy Taiwanese or is he from Hong Kong? He is. Like, I have a lot of questions about the origins. He's, he's of a Hong Kong-based Hearth, uh, Hearthstone pro. All right. Yeah. I mean, let him say whatever the hell he wants. This is right. garbage for Blizzard. Bad on them. Screw right. them. But because of this... Also, they were in Taiwan. They weren't even in right, China but, or Hong Kong. Well, it's all part of you know the same area. Like They're all affected by racist, the, the protests racist. going on. No, <laughs> asshole. They're all affected by like the protests going on in Hong Kong right now. Right, right, right. So, Oh, Taiwan, officially the Republic of China. It's oh, a state in East Asia. There you go. I'm the racist one. Well, yeah. Um, but because because of this, because they're censoring um, one of their players, basically one of their customers, because they're they don't want to offend China, who have been committing a lot of human rights violations and are generally not a nice country. Um, you know, this has led to a lot of people boycotting Blizzard and Activision and all of their products. Like people are already trying to refund, get refunds on their Overwatch on Switch pre-orders. People are trying to get refunds on their Call of Duty pre-orders. I, I didn't realize that Taiwan was uh, a republic of China. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Uh, now this makes a lot more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Blizzard throwing down the ban hammer on, on that is messed up. It's, it's ridiculous. super messed up. Yeah. You're putting your foot down where it doesn't belong. Yeah. You're putting um, your foot down where it doesn't belong because you're afraid you're going to lose that market. Yeah. Like China has become... A very valuable market in the entertainment. Like industry. they might, like Blizzard might get repercussions for that yeah. from Taiwan, from China, or China. <laughs> uh, but just eat it, just eat it, dude. It's three thousand dollars. Yeah, the, the dude only won three thousand dollars. Yeah, give him the three thousand dollars, and then whatever fees you got to pay for some sort of censoring or whatever. Yeah, deal with it. I mean, I guess they're afraid like they could ban Hearthstone completely in China, but if that's what has to be done, I think it's necessary. Uh. I don't know why this is uh, business insiders being a piece of garbage. Uh, But the, the owner of the the CEO of Epic games made a little statement on on Twitter because both Epic games and uh, Activision Blizzard, um, Tencent, the giant Chinese monolith, um, whatchamacallit, they have, they have like a percent stake in both companies and Fortnite is also big in China. And he basically, he basically said that, say whatever you want, we're not going to censor you. So I got the Twitter thread right here. Jason Schreier tweeted, it'll be fascinating to see what Blizzard does and says today. Do they backtrack, risk risking the loss of billions of dollars as a result, or do they continue supporting an, an authoritarian regime, alienating fans and employees in their never-ending pursuit of growth? Capitalism owns. And then uh, somebody tweeted, I'm more interested in what, Tim Sweeney from Epic has to say his company is 40% owned by Tencent after all. And he added Tim Sweeney. Yeah. Then Tim Sweeney swooped in and said, Epic supports the rights of Fortnite players and creators to speak about uh, politics and human rights. Uh, and then he listed an article. Um, and then somebody said, so if say Tfue said free Hong Kong in a post game interview, you wouldn't do anything. And he said, exactly. And then somebody named Cherish uh, Chirori 
came in and said, I thought your company had a major, a majority investor from the Chinese. Surely it would just end up in a similar situation. Investor pulls out big chunk of cash flow. It's not the right decision to make, but I'm sure it puts any company on the edge. And then Tim Sweeney again says, Epic is a US company and I'm the controlling shareholder. Tencent is an approximately 40% shareholder and there are many other shareholders, including employees and investors. The same person, Cherish, replied back, 40% is a big cut, though. They're already uh, apparently pulling out of the NBA league. Can you honestly say if a similar event happened, you wouldn't have to sever ties with said influential figure, i.e. the NBA coach slash Hearthstone champ? I don't know why this person is like, like basically saying... Like, oh, it's probably, but you probably wouldn't want to do that, right? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to go up against China. Like, why are you? It sounds like she's like almost defending China. Yeah. But then Tim Sweeney says, yes, absolutely. That will never happen on my watch as the founder, CEO, and controlling shareholder. So, Epic doesn't give a crap. Yeah. You know, they're ready to fight, even though they're part owned by a major Chinese corporation, yeah. which I think is good. <laughs> also, I mean, just because it's a Chinese corporation doesn't necessarily mean that they're in whole support of China. There, there was that uh, that uh, airline that that needed they uh, they basically folded because uh, now I'm getting this all wrong. There was an airline that well, that the the Chinese government said, "Give us the names of the people who uh, who went to the Hong Kong protest from yeah. your airline." And the CEO uh, said he, he gave him a list that just had his name on it. Yeah. Uh, so just because the the company does business with China or that it's a Chinese company doesn't mean that they don't support the Hong Kong protest. Well, you got to we got to remember China China is an authoritarian state, right? So he might have been able to do that, but I'm sure that company's gotten repercussions. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, South Park recently did an episode called "Banned in China." And it was a pun because uh, Stan formed a band, mm -hmm. a band in China. Um, and that was very critical of the Chinese government and like their authoritarian state. And because of that, that episode is banned in China and all mentions of it are scrubbed from their from the Chinese internet. <laughs> that's that's the, yeah, the, the level of censorship we're dealing with here. Remember, Winnie the Pooh is banned because somebody said he kind of looks like their president. Uh, the airline I was talking about was Cathay Pacific. Okay. Uh and I don't think they're like a Hong Kong airline per se. Right. But you know, they do a lot of business with China. Yeah. Um, the point is like, because of this, like people are now boycotting Blizzard games and Blizzard products and Activision products. And they haven't really said anything on it. Um, employees of Blizzard have staged a walkout because of this in support of um, Hong Kong and the player that got suspended they had some like saying uh on like a statue outside of Blizzard yeah. that said like a like a for the people or whatever yeah. like like we appreciate our gamers or whatever yeah. the hell and it, it, somebody covered it up yeah because it's technically not true they yeah. didn't support their their player base a uh, blizzard should pay out the man yeah uh maybe even double because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not that much money dude yeah and uh issue a statement and apologize and yeah. say that the, uh I mean, they don't need to say that they're in support of the Hong Kong protest necessarily, yeah. but they should uh, basically apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they messed up. Absolutely. They messed up big time. Um, 
And yeah, I hope everything works out for the people of Hong Kong. Because yeah. when you have that many people that want something done in government, it should be done. Yeah. You know, when you have that many people, when mm-hmm. a majority of the population wants something done, yeah. do it. Yeah. God damn it. So anyway, <laughs> uh, did we do the tweet of the week or the unboxing? Unboxing. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Eric Cooper gave us $2. Hey, Google. Uh, no, I'm not reading that. Yeah, you did. It says set my alarm for 2.04 a.m. Yeah. Don't do it, Google. Don't do, Don't that, do it. Google. Cancel. Google, cancel. Um. All right. Unboxing. Yeah. We only have one. Okay. I have another box here, but we're not allowed to open it. Okay. This is from Retro Fighters, Will. Oh, boy. Do you know who they are? Yes, they did the, the Brawler 64. Yes, controller. Yeah. Yes, the which controller. Which is the uh, modern N64 style yes. controller. They're also making a uh, Dreamcast one. Yes, they made a... I believe they also made a Genesis slash Saturn one. This could be any of those. Yes. Oh! Uh, ah! Is this the... Okay, we're, yeah. we're, we're on. Second camera. A second camera. It Boom. is the Genesis slash Saturn one. Kind of. Um, this is a Brawler Gen USB gamepad for use with the Genesis Mini, Mac, PC, or Switch. I'll have to give this a shot. All right. I have to give it a shot with the Switch because, uh, yeah. again, the Classes Collection doesn't let you re- remap the freaking buttons. Yeah. So You also have to try it with the, the Genesis Mini. Oh, of course. So yeah. What did I just drop? I don't know. I'm trying to read the back of the box, and I can't go and pick it up because this thing is not... Uh, I'll help you out, Will. Thanks. You also give me more water. Yes. Thank you. Here, let me read this. Uh, The Brawler Gen USB gamepad showcases a modern and ergonomic design that is compatible with Mac, PC, um, Genesis Mini, and the Switch. Providing providing a new and comfortable way to play your favorite classic games. The next generation style controller has a completely completely updated look over the original controllers. With its responsive D-pad and analog stick... The Brawler Gen is the ultimate way to relive those classic games. The analog stick is cool. Yeah. It's, it's just one analog stick, but it's in a good spot. <laughs> well, the, I, thumbs, the, the shoulder buttons are really easy to press, which yeah. is a little tempting. Well, I think the original version of this was supposed to be compatible with um, the Genesis and the Saturn. Mm-hmm. And the Saturn has at least one game that uses an analog stick. Nights. Really? Yeah, Nights into Dreams. Oh yeah. So uh, they tried to make it like usable for both systems. The uh, D pad is amazing. Yeah. This this is really freaking cool. Uh, it says compatible with Mac, PC, Genesis Mini, and Switch. High compat, uh, high quality and responsive D pad. Comfortable and responsive analog stick. USB support. USB supports both D input and X input. D. Um, added L and R shoulder buttons and comfortable and ergonomic design. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested oh, to see nice. how the Z button or and the C button is going to work yeah. on the uh, Classics collection Yeah, on the Switch. And if it says it works with the Genesis Mini, then I'm sure it'll just work. Yeah. Fine. How much is this guy? Uh, that's a good question. What's it called? Uh, uh, the, the Brawler Gen. Brawler Gen yeah. controller. Did you ever get the, the 8-bit do controller working? On the nope. That, we got, Doesn't make any sense. I tried two different out. ones and neither of them worked. Should should email them. Be like, yo, man, you sent me some, some garbage. I oh. mean, they the controls work. They yeah. just don't work on the Genesis Mini. That's weird. They work on the Switch? 
Uh, I should probably check, shouldn't yeah. I, Will? Yep. There came a little brawler guy keychain. Release delayed for November 15th. Um, click and pre-order and it's loading. 40 bucks! That's a Damn. lot. Damn! That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, does it have two different... Oh, no. You have to choose which one you want. Yeah. So you can get one that will work on a Saturn... Or Genesis. Or Genesis. Yeah. That's the same I'm connection? I'm pretty Saturn sure. Saturn and Genesis? No, it's different. Oh. Uh, let, me, let me just make sure of that. Uh, well, I have it right here. Okay. I think you can get it on Castlemania games. It says all-in-one controller. Oh, on Retro Fighters, they just say... Won't let me accept the freaking cookies. Okay. On RetroFighters.com... They have it. It's um, the same controller, but it and it comes with two plugs. Oh, yeah. Let me look through my email and see what he, what this person okay. said to me because they said something about that. Um, the instruction booklet comes with uh, the setup. You can you can program macros. Uh, it's really? Show, yeah. How? Uh, hold. You hold it for five seconds. Actually, I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> it's, it has a chart and it says macros. Hold for five seconds, function, mode plus start, uh, X input to D input mode on PC, D pad right direction to plus start is D pad to right, right joystick, uh, and D pad direction down plus start is swap A and B with X and Y. Uh, it says there is a standard version coming out next month that has two plugs on the end. One for Saturn and one for Genesis. Okay. So that's so there's a USB one. Yes. And there's another one that has Saturn and Genesis. Correct. Plugs. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, it also has a button mapping that will tell you uh, what the buttons are depending on what system you use. So apparently you can use this on a PS3. Um, can you remap buttons? It doesn't say. I'm very curious to see yeah. what happens when I plug this into the yeah. uh, glasses collection. But... Uh, Holding start and A for two to three seconds on the switch activates sleep mode. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. That's smart. Yeah. Finally. Mm -hmm. You don't have to hit the home button. Yeah. Although it would be cool if that just hit the home button yeah. instead. <laughs> um All right. So that's cool. Yes. I'm down with that. I'll try that out probably after we get off the stream. Yes. Um now it's time for the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! Oh, there's two. Yeah, I put one that. in there. This one is from at El San Sanguito. It says, I quit doing comedy too, but not because of PC culture or whatever, but because most of us will never be as funny as this sign. And it's a Walgreens sign that says, get your shongles shit today. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Uh, oh, and then you had one. Yes, which I thought was hysterical. I was watching it at work, and I had to stop because I was laughing too much. This says, gender reveal fail. It is from uh, Awards Darwin. Yes. I'm going to start from the beginning, and I'm going to put the audio. Oh, we might not be able to hear the audio. That's but fine. they can. That's fine. Yeah, hit it. Oh, there it is. Oh, hit it. So they're trying to, like, burst the balloon, and I guess it'll reveal the color of what gender the baby is. Oh, um, not happening. No. Because right here. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> no, the best is watch the dad. Oh! <laughs> so the 
balloon floated away because he couldn't break it with yeah. a bat, and then he tried to top a fence to get it, and he wrecked himself. Yeah. He almost impaled himself on the fence. That's the best part. The, this is the gender reveals are dumb. They really are. The only good gender reveal is one that goes wrong. <laughs> and this went wrong. There it goes. I'll get it, you oh my God. big stupid he idiot. Like, he like goes to jump over the fence, then he like You're latches not. on and falls down. You're not as limber as you thought you were. Yeah. And it's not as important yeah. as that. It really is. <laughs> just let it go, man. But now it's like someone else will tell you the gender. Yeah. Or, you know, just wait until you have the baby. Or that. Oh, I get it. Blue and pink. Yeah. Like it's a tug of war, what the yeah. freaking gender is. Anyway, uh, now is when we talk to you people. Yes. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, this is the part of the show when we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. I'll start with this $2 super chat from Joe uh, Joey Paone. Sorry I'm behind. Second Grookey fan here. <laughs> oh. they, they, may, they may be small, but they are lazy. <laughs> Um, where are we for the hashtag? Oh, here. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Fred. No, that's who's putting them in the Discord. <laughs> Using the hashtag Wolf Live. We got uh, Trep, and it's uh, it, <laughs> it's Thanos. It's that, but he's in the style. Of Untitled Goose Game. Yes. It says, I am inevitable. Wait, what the? And then it's <laughs> the, the goose. goose stealing the gauntlet. That's cool. Uh, we got King Monhai who said, you didn't read my tweet on last episode. Anyway, you want to hear a joke? What do you get when you take a mentally ill man and you throw him in society? He, he never finished. He just said, you want to hear a joke? And then that was it. Oh. Yeah. Well, what is it? Tough guy. I guess he'll say it next week. Yeah. And then we'll forget to read that one yeah. too. Player two, or awkward sketch, says, uh, I just picked up Slay the Spire on Switch. I'm playing through Celeste, Hollow Knight, and Dead Cells at the moment. Are there any other indie games you guys can recommend? I don't necessarily like difficult games, but I guess I tend to gravitate towards them. Um, You'd be better try... at this Try... What's the one that's like 2D Dark Souls? I keep forgetting it. Oh, I don't remember. You guys know what I'm talking yeah. about. That was the name of it. Tell me in the chat and I'll get back to it. Uh, it sounds like you would like that. Yeah. Adam Cans, Canass, says, uh, Hey, Bob, which is better? the better buy, the Genesis Mini or the Classic Collection on the Switch? Well, the Classic Collection is way cheaper. All of the best games are the same. Yeah. Uh, however, there are way more games on the Genesis Mini. Yeah. Uh, and... The Genesis Mini has a lot of the weird, rare ones. Yeah. Like uh, good, weird ones. Yeah. The Genesis Mini has uh, Contra Hardcore and Castlevania Bloodlines. Right. Which you can get on the Switch, but you have to get two different collections to get those. So really, you'd be getting three collections. Yeah. And the Classic Collection has Sonic 1, Sonic 2, uh, Vector Man. Yeah. Um, the uh, Gunstar Heroes, yeah. Shinobi 3, which are... The classic, the classic Sonic, collection, uh, uh, Sega games. The classic collection though has Revenge of Shinobi and the entire Streets of Rage trilogy. The Genesis Mini only has Shinobi Three and Streets of Rage Two. Blasphemy! What? 
is the game. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Or is it Salt and Sanctuary? Might be both. <laughs> Blasphemous. Blasphemous is the game that I'm thinking of. Salt and Sanctuary is is a different one that's like a 2D Dark yeah. Souls, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Blasphemous, You're thinking is, of Blasphemous. Is, is the is the new one. Okay. Or try both. Yeah. But uh yeah, so Genesis Mini or Genesis Classic Collection. Yeah, I mean Classic Collection, look at the games. Yeah. Look at the games. They play almost identically. Yeah. Is Blasphemous not on Switch? Did I make it up? No, I think it is. Yeah. No, it is on Switch. Okay. Yeah. Because I, when I looked it up, it just came up as PlayStation, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, did I? Am I giving out false information again?" As Oof. I tend to do. Yes. All right. Yeah, uh, it's out. Little skeet skeet in the chat. Our bro. You want to read it? Because I know you like reading his stuff. Sup, my broronosauruses. <laughs> I just got my first N64. I wasn't planning on playing it, just displaying it, but I couldn't resist. I know there are a lot of options, but in your experience, how do I get the best out of my retro consoles on my HD TV? Please mention prices, hashtag Wolf Den Live. Lucky for you, we have a video on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the Super 64 the, by, by uh, Eon. Eon Gaming. Yeah. That thing is expensive. Yes. It is the best and easiest way to get your stuff on the HD TV. Yeah. But you can get around it by just using S video to so, something like a retro tank, yeah, but it ends so, up being almost as expensive. Yeah. So like a retro tank is like a hundred dollars. Um, and an S video cable for the N64, a decent one will probably be like 20 bucks. So it's, it'll be similar ish quality. Um, and you'll it'll be like slightly cheaper if you go the retro tank route. But the Super 64 is just plug it in and boom, you're done. The RetroTink would be good if you want to have other consoles also yeah. get upscaled. But uh, if you just want the N64, just get the Super 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it for the hashtag. Let me see if yeah. there's a few more that were like newer that I want to read. Uh, well, my my boy, LKM Cherokee, didn't send a Super Chat, but he tweeted at me. Oh, he's, all right. He's hit me on all fronts. Thoughts on Flash 80, Powers of X6. Uh, the Batman's Grave 1, Joker Year of the Villain by John Carpenter, and Detective Comics 1013. Uh, Powers of X6 was weird, and I didn't really understand it, so I'd have to check it out again. Maybe now that the series is done, I will just reread the whole thing. Uh, the Batman's Grave is a trade weight if I ever saw one, um, so do that. Uh, Joker Year of the Villain by John Carpenter was the best Joker story I experienced this weekend. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to talk about Joker. Okay. Um, I didn't read Detective uh, 1013 yet, and Flash 80 is a comic book you liked. Yes. Uh, I'll also say Charles J with the hashtag Wolf Demise. Google Stadia prediction sound a lot like rollback netcode. Netcode is uh, uh, is, a trigger word for me, Will. I don't like that word because it's not a... Not a thing. It's Correct. A thing that it's a made up thing. Yeah. Uh, pretty much like Bob said, it's used in a lot of fighting games. I think some Arc uh, system employees helped develop a version that works in the fighting game community. Smash obviously doesn't use it. Yeah, mm. Smash doesn't use it. And that's a big problem. Um. Anyway, I want to talk about Joker. Yes. Uh, or should we wait to the very end? 
because we're going to spoil it probably. Yeah. No, we don't have to spoil it. Let's just talk about it briefly. Okay. Um, I thought it was a very good movie. I watched it with people who really, really liked it, and it was their second viewing watching it. Uh, they thought it was like amazing. I thought it was really good. Definitely not some revolutionary masterpiece that a lot of people are saying it is. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, y'all saw my video today. <laughs> y'all know my thoughts about so it. So you just straight up didn't like it? I didn't. I I can recognize all the great things about mm-hmm. it. Like, there's definitely a movie that took a lot of like care and intent to try and make something. But I felt like the end product di- uh, didn't have anything to say and didn't have any real meaning behind it. It wanted to be this grand, new, epic type of movie, and it wasn't. It was just somebody trying to do a a Martin Scorsese type movie and they wanted to use uh, the license of the Joker to get people interested in it without having anything really to say about the Joker, about movies like that, about comic book movies, about anything. I thought for a character that doesn't need an origin, this was a very good origin story. But it was just an origin and it didn't go anywhere. Right. You know, there was no like payoff. There's no payoff. There was no like, there was no like, he he needed Batman. Batman needed to be in it. Yeah. In my video, everyone's like, you just expected Batman. Like, I never said I expected Batman to be in it. I knew Batman wasn't going to be in it. For a second, it was almost a great standalone movie. Yeah. But then at the end, I don't want to ruin it, but it, it, it does what you think they it's make gonna it do. Everybody's saying it's it's like transcends comic book movies. It's this great masterpiece. It is just a comic book movie, yeah. and the ending solidifies how much of a comic book movie so, it is. I have and a there's pro- nothing wrong with being a comic book movie. Yeah, I have a big problem when people say it transcends comic books. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong with comic books. Yeah, comic books don't need to be transcended. Comic books are perfectly fine the way they are, and they have been for 80, 90 years now. When you say it transcends comic books, that means to say it becomes something better than comic books, which it's not. It's it's just as good as every other comic book movie, if that. And it's, you know, it it doesn't do anything to step outside of that box. It just does it in a much less flashy way than like the Marvel movies or the previous DC movies. And it doesn't, you know, people are also saying that it subverts the expectations of comic book movie, but it doesn't because it doesn't have any elements of the comic book world outside of just a couple of names here and there if they added more stuff to it like if they added more characters or if they added more locations or they did more things like from the comic book then yeah you can sort of make that argument but you really can't because it doesn't do that most of the movie feels like it's embarrassed that it's using the the dc license Hmm. you know uh and and in regard to having Batman or not, I, th- I think if they wanted to be its own thing or like, you know, focus on the Joker, they should have gone all in and they did not. Yeah. They used elements of Batman without, they like towed the line yeah. and then like at the end they leaned into it and it's like the, go, either go all in or not at all. You know well, what I mean? Well, that's the problem with the Joker. He doesn't exist without Batman. Right. Even the, the Carpenter book I just read today, Batman is not in it. But he, uh, he plays a part in it in some way. Like, he gets referenced. The Joker, spoiler alert, the Joker dresses up as him at one point. So, like, Batman is an important part of the Joker's world. To not have Batman in that world, it, it, it doesn't make it feel like the Joker. 
You know, like, yeah, you can do Batman stories without the Joker, but you really can't do Joker stories without Batman figure centering in in some capacity. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. What, I, 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 missed, I missed my point. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Also, also, for the people in the comments saying that I missed the point of the movie or I didn't understand it or that, you know, I don't like unambiguous things. Have you ever seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? 2001 A Space Odyssey is a masterpiece and it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Okay, that that is a way to do an ambiguous, confusing movie and do it right. It is beautiful to look at. Uh, it's easy to follow. It has sympathetic characters. That's my big thing. When I watch movies or when I've taken that's any why I don't like movie, horror movies. You're I don't right. like horror movies because there's no sympathetic characters. Everybody's it's an idiot. It's important to have at least one character that you can I, you can identify with and sympathize with. They don't have to be the main character, but they need there needs to be at least one character that you can latch onto and you can follow their arc and relate to what is happening on screen. Taxi Driver, a movie that this that Joker references heavily and constantly. You know, yeah, Travis Bickle starts out sympathetic and then devolves into a madman. But there is still also Sybil Shepard's character who you can latch onto and sympathize with yeah. because she is the audience point of view and she sees the world that Travis Bickle is a part of and is descending into and is horrified by it, much like how you, the audience, are horrified by Travis Bickle's descent. Travis, uh, that person would be, not Travis Bickle, the other guy, is it would be the protagonist. Sybil Shepard. Yes, yeah. that's the protagonist. In well, this, there is no protagonist. Here's the thing. Protagonist doesn't necessarily mean the good guy. Okay. Then I'm Protagonist wrong. just basically means the main character. And antagonist means somebody to for the main character to uh, fight. Someone who you know antagonizes the main character. So Sybil Shepard wasn't the protagonist of Taxi Driver. Travis Bickle was. But Sybil Shepard was an easy audience surrogate character. Right. That's what I'm getting at. You can do bad guy protagonists. But the but Joker, the closest thing Joker had to a sympathetic character that the audience can easily latch onto was Ozzie Bates' character. But she disappears halfway through the movie, and you don't even really get to know her. All you see is like uh, Joker's idealized version of her. You don't get to really know the real her, so you can't really latch onto her. Yeah. And people saying like, "Oh, you just want uh, things with clear-cut good guys and bad guys." No. I, what I meant was we needed to have an easy character to identify with that we can, you know, root for, even if he's a terrible person, even if he's a complete bad guy, because there are movies where like with bad people in them and they're the main character, but you, you can root for them against an antagonizing force. You know, Joker didn't have that. You don't want to root for anybody. You, you definitely don't want to root for Joker because that makes you a, a lunatic. Yeah, uh, you know, but you do in the movie. You do, you do, and, and, and then it's it, and it's bad that it's you bad. do. It's bad that you do. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way. You know. Yeah. It, it, in in the Last of Us, you're rooting for the the main character the whole time, and then yeah. at the end, you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. But there's another character in it that you can relate to, and you're like, "Oh, what have you done to this person?" I'm trying you know to I mean? think. There's there's an example of a movie that I really like where like none of the characters are good, but there, like, there's a lot of westerns where like yeah, there's uh, a lot of the western, main character yeah, is like, not a good like, dude unforgiven is a good example like he's straight up uh like a bad guy in it but like he's the main character and you can sympathize with yeah him to but an but you know you you know that he's doing what he has to do yeah you know? there's a lot of westerns where uh it's not clear and they're not good for it yeah you know like uh i think high plains drifter is uh, is that the is that the one where he paints the whole town red i there, think so he like walks into the town and immediately rapes somebody yeah 
because uh, back in the 70s, that was cool. That was okay. Um, and yeah, that's it. It's like it was a good movie, but there that was another one that didn't yeah. have a character that you can like grasp onto. Or you know like I mean? Goodfellas, they're all bad guys. They're all legitimately bad people, and they all do bad things. But you have certain characters that are like the the level of badness to it is like uh, Ray Liotta's character is a bad guy, but he's nowhere near as bad as Joe Pesci's bad right. guy. So there's some like dichotomy there. You know, the main character is easy to identify with and sympathize with, even though he's doing bad things. And you know he's doing bad things. Right. So there there's no there was no character like that in Joker. Everybody in that movie sucked. Everybody in that movie was a bad person. <laughs> Nobody in that movie was sympathetic or could, you know, easily be identified I, with. I liked the story that it told of the Joker. I was cool with it. I was intrigued the entire way. Yeah. Um, I thought that it kind of lost itself a little bit towards the end. And I think that it could have very much benefited from having a clear uh, antagonist. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing we had to an antagonist was Robert Society, man. Society. That's what everybody's been telling me. I know. Such a... I did the jerk off motion for the podcast <laughs> listeners. The closest thing you had to an antagonist was Robert De Niro's character because he specifically like makes fun of Arthur Fleck like on TV and like it you know pisses him off and he's like realizes oh my god my idol hates me or whatever well i'll show him but uh meowth has a good point death note had a good bad guy i think death note uh the main character light yagami yeah he gets the death note and every name he puts in it that person dies yeah uh so he just starts putting convicts names in it and like bad guys and just to kill them yeah so then the government tries to find out who's killing all of these people or what's happening um so he's kind of a bad guy, but yeah. I mean, you kind of sympathize with him because he's only killing convicts. Yeah. But he has a clear antagonist. Yeah. There's another character that's trying to find out yeah. who he is. And that's that's a good guy, yeah. but in his point of view, that's the bad guy. The th- if you want a really good example of how to do like bad guy protagonist against a clear antagonist, and it's a bad it's a bad guy protagonist that you like are pretty much stuck with and like are forced to like sort of root for, spec ops the line. Because oh, okay. you do awful things in that game. You commit realistic war crimes in that game. But you have a clear antagonist. What about I, No Country for Old Men? I've never seen it. <laughs> I, it's been a while since I've seen it. But like... Yeah, no. Because uh, that has a clear bad, good guys and bad guys. But the bad guy like gets away at the end. Yeah. So like it's a, it's a bleak ending. It's a depressing ending. But there are still characters you can identify with in there. Spec Ops The Line, your, your character is a, is a war criminal basically but you you know not to spoil it for you know a 10 year old game but you think you're a war criminal because of some other guy's reason like some other guys like forcing you to do these awful things mm-hmm. you know but by the time you get to the the boss if you will he like basically reveals it's not me it's you bro well a lot of these examples they there's like a, a redemption or something you know to an extent i mean sometimes there is sometimes there isn't I, there's no redemption in Spec Ops the line, especially if like you play like if you get like the bad. That's ending. what I mean. Like in this move in the Joker, there's a reward for all of the atrocities. Yeah. There's a major payoff for Joker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. It's Yeah. No. I'm i I'm sorry. Like yelling at me in the comments isn't gonna make me change my mind. <laughs> Again, I really like Joker. I just think it wasn't as good as a lot of people yeah, said it, it was. It's it's Look, I can recognize. I say in the in the video, it looks incredible. Every frame of that movie could be a poster. 
Uh, the soundtrack is very good. The acting is top notch. Joaquin, if he gets an Oscar, he deserved yeah, it. Yeah, he was amazing. He was great. There and there were look, there were moments, especially like towards the end, where I saw the Joker. I saw, especially like because he's long, he's tall and skinny. He looked like, you know, he almost looked like a Neil Adams, Marshall Rogers Joker. I was down with this iteration of Joker. I was cool with. I, I thought that this was a great joker i thought that this could be a joker i get behind maybe if i knew a little bit less of him yeah you know but like i i can see what you're getting at i don't think you pulled it off the way you did it, it really is that kid in high school who listened to one rage against the machine song <laughs> and just, he knows everything about the real world he knows everything about politics he only heard guerrilla radio because it was antonio too right <laughs> but all right that's it. We're out of we're out of time here. Yes. We gotta we gotta hurry up. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start taking some comments. Well, comments from last week's Wolfden Live we didn't even do. Yeah. Uh, Pat oh. Green says had to pause the video, get some Oreos, and resume with the appropriate equipment. Smart man. Good on you. Jordan Rand says it's frustrating as a subscriber of this channel to see you guys get so much flack for having what I consider reasonable opinions on nearly everything. I haven't owned a Nintendo system since the NES. I've always been a PlayStation person, but I found you while looking for more info on the Switch and have enjoyed your content for over a year now because it is entertaining and informative. I even bought my first comic, White Knight, on Will's recommendation. Did you even read that? Yes. Okay. You guys are awesome, and I think people need to just enjoy the conversation or find something else to listen to. Agree to disagree. I've got your back, Wolf Bros. Jordan, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you so also, much. Also, that ties into everything we just said. Yes. You don't have to agree with us. Yes. Just don't be a dick. Also, thank you for buying White Knight. I hope you used an affiliate link. <laughs> um, if I can do anything with this channel, it's to get more people reading comics. Because it is the great American medium. Maybe people will learn something about the Joker. Devilish Mustard Buster says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Didn't realize you guys read off from these comments. Keep up the good work. Wolf Den may not always have the same opinions that I have. But you guys are definitely on top of it. Much love. What did we say last week? What was last week? Mario uh, Maker update. And some light Pokemon stuff. I, I guess. Think? It's usually what we talk about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the opinions were that were that crazy yeah. last week. Uh, Trey Tucker says, grew up with all Nintendo stuff and keep up with the tradition by purchasing only Nintendo products. What, what did we talk about? I hear you guys say that you cover Nintendo content for the views. Are Sony slash Microsoft product discussions unboxing as fun as Nintendo stuff, i.e. Nintendo Switch Lite unboxing? When there's more video game hardware to talk about with Sony and Microsoft, we're going to lean into that too. Yeah. Um, I want the channel is supposed to cover everything. It's just that most people like when I talk about Nintendo yeah. Switch. I go through phases rapidly. Whenever there's a new console or a new console generation, I lean into one console hard. This generation, it happened to be the Nintendo Switch. The previous generation, um, Oh, before the light, I uh, before the switch, I was into the PS4. Before that, I was into the Xbox 360. Yeah. Before that, I was into the GameCube. Yes. Yeah. And before that, I was into the N64. Yeah. So, uh, and before that, it was Sega Genesis. So every console generation, I flip between something. Yeah. Else. Well, like every console generation, traditionally, you have to get one. Yes. And you lean into that. Eventually, as we got older, we you know we were able to get the other system. Our parents would only get us one. Right. And when we got our when we were able to get our own money, we bought everything. Yeah. 
Andrew Gushin says, I think Nintendo captures nostalgic. Oh, that's what we talked about. Yes. How Nintendo captures nostalgia and Sony does a bad job. Yeah. I think Nintendo captures nostalgic games much better than Sony has because the games are much more focused on being kid-friendly. People are going to think more of the nostalgia of walking or riding a bike to a friend's house with their Mario Kart, playing some games, and enjoying the easy kid life rather than the nostalgia of playing Grand Theft Auto 2 alone after a stressful college exam. He's got a good point. He's got a very good point, yeah, because Nintendo's games, like, gameplay aside... Uh, they, they do have this like timeless quality to them. Like they may not play as well in 2019 as they did in 2009, but you know, just the, the look, the feel, the style, the aesthetic, like that has like a timeless quality. Whereas the Sony games, they are very much rooted in like when they were made. Like Jack and Daxter is very much an early 2000s game. Uh, the Uncharted games are very much a product of that generation. And Sony's first console just wasn't like it, it was a it was an unfortunate generation to be a first console. Right. You know? I mean, it did very well for itself. Against all odds, yeah. it did very well for and itself. And a lot of those games are like, you know, late nineties extreme. Yeah. So and they don't really translate well to this day and age. Like you outgrow that. Whereas with Nintendo, you don't really outgrow that style. All right. Now we're actually in the chat. Yes. We're gonna take a few because we gotta, we gotta yeah. get the hell out of here. Peter Paul with a seven point nine Ruples says, Hey guys, favorite starter, hashtag team Grookey. We both said score bunny. Yes. But again, I won't know for sure until we see the final evolutions. Unless you're talking about favorite starter of all time, then the answer is Charizard, and that's oh. the only answer. No, Charmander, sorry. All time Squirtle. I also have a soft No, spot. Pikachu. Pikachu. I Pikachu. Guess, yeah. I'm throwing Pikachu in there. I also have a soft spot for Chimchar. You just like the name. You I do like the name idiot. Chimchar. You never even play that game. Yeah. Guillermo says, Will, speaking of comics, Crypto will appear in Titans. Yes. Um, Superman's dog is going to be in Titans. <laughs> That's exciting. I got I to gotta catch up on that show. Uh, uh, Sam Sindelar, have you seen the videos Super Metal Dave 64 recently posted about a potential Switch Pro or Switch 2? Uh, I hate videos like that. Yeah, <laughs> these, these are like there's so many of them. Like, uh, f- you know, just random. Like, hey, I know what the Switch Two is going to be about, but there's not like there's no evidence. I mean, I've that's how we got our start. That here is on how this we got channel, our start, You know, yeah. is making videos like that. Um, but I've tried to be much better about it. Like, I'm not going to talk about you know, hey, um. They got Spider-Man back because they want to use him to make Captain Marvel more likable. Like, mm-hmm. that's a... I don't know where the hell people got that rumor, but, like, that came out of nowhere. Well, There's when no I made it. a video talking about the potential of the next Nintendo console, I nailed it, and they wrote articles about me. Two so, years later. Listen, man. If you're going to hear any predictions, you hear it here on the yeah. Wolf Den. All right, buddy? Yeah. I'm right, my guy. But, no, now I, now I try to stay away from doing... a. Stuff like that, because most of it's like, we'll hear a little bit of information, and somebody will make yeah. a 10-minute video about it. You know what I mean? And uh, I just don't think that makes for a, that great of a video. Unless you're the type that fires out videos every single day, then you yeah. got to have some content. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, I'm going to take like one or two more. Let me AJ says, Will is correct. Bob is dumb. Oh, because of the starter. Yes. I thought he was just speaking in generalities. Oh, speaking of which, I wanted to read this. Uh... Fred sent this to me. He didn't put it in the, um, as part of it. Okay. Also, somebody asked, 
I, this wasn't one of the questions, but somebody asked uh, why we write down every time we curse. Yeah. As if we're going to censor it and then we don't censor it. Is We censor it in the, uh, the audio podcast, podcast audio version mm -hmm. so that we're family friendly on iTunes. Yes. Uh, we don't care about the YouTube video. Yes. Too much editing. This mm -hmm. is a live show. Yeah. And it gets posted. So anyway, uh, some guy last week said, uh, this is Guido is his name. Okay. He said, the guy in the cap should talk a lot less. Bob should do more of the talking since his way of speaking is much more fluid and enjoyable. <laughs> and then uh, Super super I Like Potatoes said, shut up, we love Will. And then the other guy said, also, he should stop making videos about films. I couldn't care less about his 10-minute long opinions on Joker movies. And then Super I Like Potatoes said, you don't, but hundreds of others do, so be quiet. And then Guido said... Also, I don't give an F about what you think or say. And then Super I Like Potatoes said, in the grand scheme of things, neither of us really matter here. I'm just really glad I'm not the idiotic asshole in the situation. Mwaha, XOXO. And then a third challenger approaches. Oh, boy. Change Choice says, you should comment a lot less. Talking to the other guy. Yeah. Super I Like Potatoes should do the commenting since his way of commenting is much less assholey and stupid. Um, And that's that's... That's they go on, but that's that's, a fun, that's the best that's one. That's a fun chat. Um, uh, super I like potatoes forever on Long Island. We should hang out. Also or not. Uh, also, uh, oh, change choices change is, choice, is invited yeah. to come. Guido can can uh, yeah he can come he can come he can come. I'm yeah just gonna see you got to pay for yourself yeah. Though. Um and real quick uh just the hair says hey Will is that hat snapback or Velcro? It is a Velcro hat. Um, you, you can find that out yourself if you get it at wolfdenapparel.com. Just gotta uh, have to plug the store because we haven't done that a lot. This is the, yeah, we're running out of uh, product there. Yeah. John Wismer says, do you think Midway should do a remaster of the arcade games of Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and Revolution X? Aren't they not a company? Midway is not a company. I believe most of uh, the license was bought by Warner Brothers. Ooh. But I don't know who owns the, the Terminator license to video games. Especially because uh, Sarah Connor is playable in Gears of War, but the Terminator is playable in Mortal Kombat. I saw a video of all of his intros. It's very funny. Yeah. He's a funny guy. The, the problem, though, is that it is obvious that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and, like, when you hear it, it's so, like, you know something is wrong. Because yeah. everything else looks great. Like, it, the attention to detail is fantastic. But, like, he opens his mouth and he's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. That's it. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you just want to watch a little bit of the show or you want to send particular parts of the show to a friend, head on over to Wolf Den Clips where our good friend Eric Henley takes this episode and ch uh, chops it down into easily to digest bite-sized chunks. That's Wolf Den Clips for the best highlights of this week's episode of Wolf Den Live. Also, twitch.tv slash wolfden if you want to hang out more during streams where we yes. play games. I think I want to play Smash Brothers tomorrow, but I'm rusty as hell.
So that'll be fun. I haven't done a Thursday stream in a while. So uh, go to twitch.tv slash wolfden and we'll stream some more. How about that, huh? Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for being here. And we'll see you later. Another episode of Wolf Den Live. Yeah. Or Wolf buddy. Den Comics or Wolf Den yeah. Games or, or uh, Wolf Den whatever. Clips or Wolf, VODs yeah. or whatever. We got so many Wolf things. Wolf Den Macrame. We got it all. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.